The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Cadillac. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal, to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the convention center, or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you. I'm about ready. Are you ready? If you're not ready, you're running out of time to get ready. Couple days away from kicking things off at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. It's the Pirates. It's the Mountaineers. 7.30 kickoff time at Bank of America on Thursday night. We'll be with you Thursday, 3.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to that kickoff. And we got a show today. We got a show tomorrow to get you ready for that game. And we'll do that starting today with a few great guests who will join me on the program on Pirate Radio 92. 0.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 9:30. You can find us online, pr927fm.com, and also check us out uh, on Facebook and on YouTube. You need to make Pirate Radio TV on YouTube your home screen right now because we got a ton of great video for you. A lot of video from yesterday with Mike Houston, with Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell. A bunch of the Pirate players, Pirate Radio Live, the Brian Bailey Show. It's all there for you at Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Coming up on today's program, we got some guests to get to, including Billy Weaver. We'll have our regular Tuesday chat with Weave. Weave will be with me after the game coming up Thursday night on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, taking your calls late into the night and on into Friday morning. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that. See if he's ready to throw out a prediction. If not, we can wait until Thursday when he joins us on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. But we'll see what Weave's thinking about ECU and App State as we are just over 48 hours away from kickoff. Coming up at 4 o'clock, a former Pirate running back, now a high school football coach, Brandon Simmons, will join us on the show. We'll get his thoughts on this ECU football team to match up with App State, talk about what Brandon's up to, go over some of his memories as uh, Brandon played in Bank of America Stadium in 2007 8 8 you're right Chandler against the Virginia Tech Hokies in a pirate victory we'll talk to Brandon about that and more he played against the Hokies I guess in 07 in Blacksburg to open up that season so uh, Brandon Simmons the booming voice uh, will join us at four o'clock. We'll uh, also hear from Stephen Igo. Hoist the colors. Igo did a uh, a fantastic fan service this week on Hoist the Colors. It's his bold predictions for ECU football twenty twenty one. But all it really is is like things to get you excited. Like if everything goes as well as it could go, that's what Igo put in his article. So if you if you're kind of down going into this season, if you need a pick me up 
read that article and uh, you'll think the Pirates are going to go 12 and 0 this year. Uh, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the depth chart and more with Igo heading into uh, Thursday night's season opener. Also, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harold, their comments from yesterday. And uh, if we have time, I want to sprinkle this in throughout the show. Maybe we'll try to hit it once an hour or something. But have you been keeping up with the Dino Gaudio Chris Mack saga at Louisville? Um, Chris Mack. It came out, I guess, this weekend. He's been suspended for six games to start the season. Remember a few basketball seasons ago when I picked uh, picked Xavier as my random team and they turned out to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament? Chris Mack should have stayed at Xavier instead of going to Louisville where coaches go to get suspended. Patino, Petrino, all the uh, the garbage that goes on uh, at Papa John's over there in Louisville. Uh, Chris Mack has been suspended six games um, for his role in uh, cheating. Now, all this came out because he was being extorted by Dino Gaudio, and now there is a full transcript. There is audio of Gaudio and Chris Mack going back and forth on Gaudio wanting to get paid or he was going to turn Mack in for all the violations they committed there at Louisville. All that is available to the public. You can hit it with a quick Google. But Chandler and I went through the transcript today. I played the role of uh, timid Weasley Chris Mack. Chandler played the role of mafioso Dino Gaudio. Mafia boss. And we did the entire transcript, which is very long. I broke it down into three parts, Chandler. I mean, so much cussing, so many F-bombs, A's, S's all the greats and i had to edit all those out all the hits all the hits they were playing the hits and i hope i edited all those cuss words out i think i did it took a long long time fingers crossed my brother i I ran over it a couple times shirley was too busy to proof here it for me so we're gonna uh we'll play some of this later on in the show the full uh transcript of audio or gaudio (laughs) gaudio's audio (laughs) and mac smack will be uh coming up later on in the show that was a lot of fun to do it was fun. chandler's good with voices he did his mafia voice the whole time and uh surely surely when we get to, when we start playing this i want you to run can you run some godfather in the background faintly maybe why yes yes okay. i can well, we'll do that later on in the show here's what you're gonna do you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna Chandler, don't let this go to your head this could be a donnie brasco situation where joe pistone fbi agent mm-hmm uh Love that movie. infiltrates himself into the mob as a, a donnie brasco and then it like gets to his head i was stuck as jim rome <laughs> i got stuck as rick smith for a while and now i'm gonna get stuck as like a uh a john Gotti, as uh dino gaudio on steroids if he was in the mob <laughs> but it's very mob ish uh, you'll hear that later on on today's show all right did i set up everything i think i did uh, let's get to the rundown. Two days away. I know how Shirley's doing. I don't need to ask her. She's been busy all day. <laughs> Chandler, uh, as have we. How, how are you? Uh, let's see. Th- you were here last year, but this feels like a real season. Th- does this feel different than last year? Yes. It feels totally it, different. Well, because we are starting on time, knock on wood, last year we had to wait till the end of September to face off against UCF at home. 
And uh, not only are we not at home, it's a neutral site game, so that makes it exciting uh, for it to be in Charlotte. But, yeah, I'm very excited. And basically the Pirates, if you think about it, are kicking off the college football season on Thursday night. I mean, there was week zero games on Saturday. And there's a game tomorrow night. Ah, well. And there's other games Thursday. But, yeah, they are kicking it off on Thursday night. Well, but anyways, uh, yeah. And the marquee game on ESPNU. Absolutely. So I am excited uh, just simply because it's uh, it's starting on time. Last year it was dreadful because we were waiting for that Marshall game and it seemed like it was never going to uh, never going to come. And all of a sudden we had to wait a whole another month. And uh, we were so freaking bored. We did a mock pregame show for Austin P and Central Arkansas. Remember that? Yeah. Yes, I do, I do remember, remember that. that. Let's go P. Uh, but we will have our show on Thursday, 3.30. The real one. The real one. The four-hour edition. The legit one. With it, all the guests, all the fixings. All four all hours. All the stuffing. It feels real to me. Damn it. Sorry, I thought you were doing that wrestling guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's still real to me. No, it feels more real to me, and it's probably going to feel more real come next week. But it, it Why do you say that? Because of the, the crowds. Because of the crowds. Yeah. You know, they're expecting, I think, uh, the guy that uh, runs the Duke Mayo's Classic said on Brian Bailey's show somewhere, they were thinking maybe 32 to 35 uh, in Bank of America Stadium for the game on Thursday night. I'm, I'm going to appreciate that, you know, because we did not have that last year. That's true. And I am looking forward even more so, not just getting the football season underway on time, but the first home game and having the ube parking lot jam packed and traffic free boot friday yeah free boot friday and the, and the the just the traffic being stinking nuts and you know i'm not even gonna yell you yeah. know when i come out of the parking lot and i can't get out for like 15 minutes right yeah, yeah speaking I mean, of stinking nuts it was really hot today yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh, Jonathan said, <laughs> Gaudio's audio sounds like an 80s car stereo and speaker store. Chandler, can you do a commercial for Gaudio's audio? Come on down to Gaudio's <laughs> audio. Down to Gaudio's audio. We're going we're gonna, to, hey, we got all the audio for you at Gaudio's. I'm going to tell you what you're going to buy. I'm going to tell you what you're going to buy, and you're going to listen closely. You're going to listen long and hard about it. <laughs> do you want a Sony? You went kind of old school. There do you, you want are. a JBL? Yeah. We see? got it. It's all in stock right here. Do you want little speakers, or do you want big speakers? We got them right here at Gaudio's Audio. You're going to buy a subwoofer, see? Yeah. Come on, see? Come on. You want a, a hey. audio, audio, see? <laughs> um, is that still a thing? Like... surely our era you're a tad my elder but like uh going to an audio store whatever i never had but like you could buy the uh cd players yeah 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 Mm -hmm. put in and remove the the removable uh, plates i guess removable faces i still ride around and hear cars booming so that's still a thing that's still a thing. I mean, they used to be, you know, back in the day, the six CD changers. Oh, man. But you had to, but you had to put the CDs in the trunk of your car, and switch them out in the back. I had an F one fifty, and it was in the back, so I didn't have to go. Like, I could stay in my truck and do it, but I couldn't do it on the road because it oh, was yeah. like in the back seat. So you yeah. had to make sure you had the right lineup. You had ready. to, yeah. You had to decide which six CDs if you were going on a road trip. Yeah. You had to decide which six CDs you were going to go with for at least the first three hours of your trip. <laughs> Red, <laughs> Otherwise, you're screwed. Redbeard said, "It's fall off the truck. It's fall off the truck price." 
<laughs> We're really bouncing around uh, on a Tuesday That's edition a good one. of Fire Radio Live. Well done. I knew Redbeard would throw in some off. You know what? Sorry, did I got Tony Peterson there? Um, you know what? Don't go there. We're only two days away from kickoff, Clip Rock. Let's not hit it yet. Let's wait till later this hour. Yeah. All right. Uh, so two days away from kickoff, we are ready to roll here at Pirate Radio. Uh, number two on today's rundown. I can't believe you uh, typed this, Chandler. This, I, I told you to what type it. You told it. me to type, and you have it down here for me to type it, and uh, it hurt. QB one is QB done. Cam Newton out in New England. Cam is Mac. The biggest Mac question is Cam. The biggest question here, Clip, is will he end up anywhere else, or is he actually done with football? You know, I heard this uh, conversation on the radio earlier this morning. How much of this? is covid related mm-hmm. and vaccine related yep. i don't know the answer to that but for everybody that says oh he's going to reunite with ron rivera rivera has been very outspoken about wanting his players vaccinated uh, especially with his own health issues um I, you know if I, I think there's something to that like if he was vaccinated then he might still be on the roster i don't think this is all performance related that's just so. my opinion i've gone all day thinking about it i just don't want to try to think about the conspiracies but i this might not be a conspiracy i don't think it's much of a conspiracy I think this maybe be the decision that bill belichick and company uh uh the reason behind of his release today and, and whatever the whole thing last week was where he missed the test or whatever he was out he he was testing outside the facility or something like that i'm not sure but you know if you don't fall in line it could easily be covid related i saw something today that he could be joining the uh the hollywood stars in the cowboys uh, on hbo well his thing is yeah but the thing is is that if if let's say if that rumor is true and he wants to head into jerry's world jerry has been very very vocal about his team being vaccinated very you know and that type of thing so once again that falls under that you know question of is that the reason why he was let go he wants to be a starter right well yeah, yeah well he I'm doesn't sure. need to go to dallas like, but where is there where can he be a starter at his best thing to do right now would just be to wait until a quarterback goes down and gets a call i guess i mean yeah i guess so i mean but there's got to be teams out there that are still looking for better options well let's backup. name them like a backup of course but he doesn't want to be a backup too bad dude yeah, but well, he just won't take a job. I guess not. He'll go I mean, do if that's TV the case, or something. Then, I mean, yeah. If he wants to be a starter, then he's out of luck. So how do you feel about Mac Jones starting week one for the Patriots? I mean, they drafted him for a reason, I guess. It's just we have never seen him like... So they're going with Jared Stedham as the backup. Yeah, I guess so, if he's still on the roster. I mean, I would hope there's another quarterback somewhere on there. Uh, like Ben says, can't see NFL team wanting to take a hit to their COVID vaccination percentages for a backup quarterback. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. If it I was agree. the was it twenty fifteen MVP you were getting, maybe. Yeah. But not the twenty twenty one version of Cam Newton who hadn't been healthy in a long time. So QB done. All right, let's move on. Let's get Tony Dunn on the phone. Tony. <laughs> Tony, you're on. Uh, Mike says giving Wentz can't stay healthy. He could go to Indy. Now, if Indy... So they had Sam Ellinger who got hurt. If Wentz isn't ready, they're going to have to start Eason, right? 
Was Jacob that who e- it was? Jacob, Jacob Eason. Eason. So that would be a nice spot if Wentz isn't ready to go, where he could come right in and play. Yeah. Uh, if none of this is uh, is vaccination related. Um, Ben says Cam and Beasley inserted into Bishop Sycamore starting lineup. Eh, I've seen that. that. I know. Ben, come on. The Ben, come like, on. Like the minute come after on, they announced he was released. Come on, Ben. There was at least six on my timeline about and we'll get to that on the on the rundown coming up, but that's a crazy story. Come yeah, on. uh, but first we gotta get to Zeb Nolan. Nolan. Who is Zeb Nolan? He might be playing against East Carolina uh coming up in uh a week and a half that's um, a wild story right there he is and we've mentioned him on the show so south carolina had an injury to their quarterback and one of their assistant coaches who still has eligibility got in uh and and was put you know with the team to practice to potentially be a quarterback we didn't think he had any chance to start or anything like that but shane beamer has said that Zeb Nolan will be the starting quarterback when South Carolina takes the field against Eastern Illinois. Uh, Expected starter Luke Doty injured his left foot earlier this preseason. Uh, Beamer said it was realistic to think that Doty can get really close to 100% next week entering the ECU game. So we might miss out on Zeb Nolan, who is a grad assistant. Now, he has played quarterback. He was... Was it uh, was he Trey Lance's backup or whatever? Uh, he finished his career, his playing career, uh, with North Dakota State, uh, and then landed a spot on Beamer's staff, but still had a year of eligibility. Wow! So he goes from grad assistant to player to so starting get, freaking quarterback. So he goes to a he goes from a backup quarterback in the FCS to a starting quarterback in the SEC. It's a, a very weird story, and he actually, I guess he did play because Lance didn't play the COVID year, which they had a shortened oh, season or whatever. So he did play. Uh, let's see. He had 721 yards, five touchdowns, six interceptions in seven games. What is his stat line going to look like against Eastern Illinois? Like, Eastern, like, ah, man. South Carolina. I could see him getting, like, maybe 120 passing yards off of... <laughs> I don't know. I I, I think I don't you know would have to guess that South Carolina is going to run the ball. Yeah, all day, a long. lot. Yeah. I don't have a spread on this game, uh, but I wonder if it took a hit with this news. And man, I wish we could see him in action at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium starting uh, next Saturday. All right, uh, we are about out of time. Going to have to briefly um, talk about this story the uh, the Bishop Sycamore story that everybody's Crazy. talking about. So. And let me find it on uh, on ESPN because it was one of those stories where ESPN wrote an article having to say ESPN said. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, so this is a, a high school team that played on television on Saturday against, uh, I guess, IMG Academy, who's like the, uh, the powerhouse. They, I don't even know why we call them schools. They are like AAU football teams, basically. Um, this is an Ohio-based school. They played uh, Sunday on ESPN. Uh, now, this story is written by ESPN, and it says ESPN and Paragon, the company that works to schedule and deliver high school matchups to ESPN, both said they were unaware that Bishop Sycamore had apparently played a game on Friday night 
and didn't have the number of highly recruited prospects it claimed when the game was scheduled. So they played on Friday night and on Sunday. They lost Sunday's game 58 to nothing. ESPN broadcasters quickly noted the mismatch and commented on it throughout the game. I, I, I saw that one audio where he was like, we have no confirmation on these players and their, <laughs> like, their prospects. So now there's like tons of stories that have come out about this, again, school. Uh, the school's physical address is listed as a <laughs> recreation center in Columbus, Ohio. According to the, uh, the dispatch, the Ohio Department of Education doesn't list a charter school under the name Bishop Sycamore, uh, but last year, but did last year as a non-chartered, non-tax-supported school. Uh, last year, they were 0-6 and, and outscored 342-49. to There are other reports. I don't know how true these are, but you're starting to see them circulate, Chandler, that the players are like college age. The oh, coach they're has nowhere a, near high school age. The coach has a warrant out for his arrest. Yep. <laughs> like, it is nuts. And they got on a game on uh, – it was like a – it was like a catfish version of football. They got a game on ESPN. Oh my god! I don't understand what the end game here is for these frauds. Like, how much money are they getting paid? Them being the coaches, are the players getting paid? I, I don't could, understand any of this. Could this turn into a movie? It sounds like yeah. It's it, this is like the longest yard uh, high school version. But you've got these uh, grown adults getting their ass kicked by high school. That's players. the funniest part. Yeah. Is that you look and they're getting beat 30 to nothing by actual high school kids legitimate kids that are going to school coaches that are not uh criminals you know it's this is a this is one of the craziest stories i've seen in a while mike and, who uh trolled me one day with the aladois win do you remember oh uh, yeah i remember that i do remember that <laughs> he said aladois win was a d1 <laughs> a d1 prospect on bishop sycamore he also said and maybe we should have seen this coming. The acronym for Bishop Sycamore is BS. Like, they, they're the joke's on us. They fooled all of us. They got us. We won't get fooled again. All right. Let's, uh, we need to take a movie timeout. Uh, we need to take a movie timeout. Uh, I said movie because Rick says this is like the movie Accepted. Uh, I believe uh, I've is, seen that. Is that, um, uh, is that Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill. Yeah. I think I saw that somewhat recently. Um, it's crazy. I do have breaking news regarding football, though. We we have uh, found out on Twitter just about a minute ago the Pirates uniform combo. Oh, I say we save it for the other side of this timeout. Let's I haven't it. even looked at it yet. All right, let's do it. All right, and I'm gonna take a guess. I'm gonna guess now. I'm gonna say App State is the home team. Now here's the question. I'm assuming they usually wear black at home, but with the heat, do they go white and make the Pirates wear dark jerseys? I'm going to predict App State is still going black, and ECU's going to be wearing white jerseys, purple helmets, purple pants. That is my prediction. Okay. We'll see if that's We'll see true. if that's correct on the other side of the break. And I'm sure our listeners or viewers will go ahead and look at Twitter and see what it is. But we'll see if Click Brock is, uh, is correct on the uniform combo when we return right after this. Ooh. Son of a... <laughs>
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You've worked hard to start your business and are working even harder to make it successful, and that's why it's important to have a bank in your corner when you need them. As the business world throws you curveballs, Select Bank and Trust is here to be responsive to your needs. Their team of local bankers can make local decisions and cares about you, the customer. Get the business services that are right for your business today with Select Bank and Trust. Bank local, bank select. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clint Braun. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Before we get to WITN Sports Director Billy Weaver, Chandler said... What are you doing? Celebration dances? I don't know yeah. what he was doing. Oh, okay. Chandler's fired up for Thursday. You said that the ECU jersey combo has been released. Mm-hmm. I made a prediction. Here's my thought process. App State is the home team. I think they wear black at home. I would if I was them. There is a heat factor, but it's at 730. I think they're still going to go black. So uh, I predicted Pirates go purple hats white jerseys purple pants although i wish they'd go white pants but i think they're going purple white purple chandler what is the correct answer you were you should have wished you should have wished white white on white white on white purple lids purple lids i like it you know me i like the the white lids too although they are not successful in those purple helmets white unis white pants which means app state is going with the the home black yes all right, that's the look for Thursday night. Got that out of the way. Billy Weaver joins us. We will be here pregame and postgame with us. He'll, we'll start the day Thursday the way we're going to end it. We will be here uh 3.30 when we kick off the Bud Light pregame tailgate, and he'll join us uh, as the co-host of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Weave, you ready to go for Thursday? I am. I'm, uh, I'm ready pregame, game, and postgame. Pregame, game, postgame. Weave is all in uh for ecu and app state we've uh you're gonna save your official prediction for thursday or are you ready to go with it today oh no i gotta save it for thursday all right i figured i thought i'd ask i give you a little tease if, if all you right want. let's go uh i'm not gonna give you a score or like in-depth prediction but i think the pirates come out on top okay there you go we'll uh we'll get we'll that a little bit more in We'll go a little bit more in-depth on Thursday. Uh, why are you feeling that way, Weave? What makes you most confident about the Pirates uh, on Thursday night? Well, I think offensively, it's it's obvious what ECU does offensively. They've got great weapons with Holt Naylor's back. I mean, he had what I guess for him was considered a down season last year. He didn't have the numbers that he had during his sophomore campaign, but of course there were less games. There was a game that he didn't play. There's the COVID situation. There's all kinds of you can throw out all kinds of reasons you want to, but he'll be the first one to tell you he's a stand-up guy. He'll be the first one to tell you that he has to play a little bit better this year. And from all reports this year, preseason, um, you know he's locked in and ready to go. And, and of course, everything surrounds your quarterback and the play of the quarterback. If Holton stays healthy, plays well, that offense will click. They they put up more than thirty points a game. Uh, it's the defense that you you question, but they've made some strides defensively uh and if they i think if they can get 
pressure on the quarterback and they can play better up front and especially against the run, I think they'll be fine. App's got some great talent. They really do. They always have. They won nine games, and they didn't do it by accident last year. And this is a team that's won a national championship on the FBS level. So, I mean, this is a program that knows how to win. They're going to be fired up for this game. It's uh, you know, you hate to say this all the time when an FBS school plays a Division One or FCS or FCS school plays an FBS school. Excuse me, I, I always get those confused all the time. I still, I'm still a Division One one double A guy. Um, but anyway, you hate to say it, but it's their Super Bowl. It's just that it's just the way it is. It's the way it's always been, and these guys are going to get up for it the first game of the season. It's in a, an NFL stadium. Um, there's going to be a lot of App State fans there. There's going to be a lot of ECU fans there. So I think it's going to be a good game, but I think this is one of those games where I think the Pirates, there's no way, of course, they overlook anybody. I mean, when you talk about Division One and one A and all that mess, you know, first game of the season, they the Pirates know how extremely important it is to get off to a good start. And I said I wasn't going to give you a whole full prediction, but there it is pretty much in a nutshell. <laughs> Hold on. Are you saying that App State is looking at this as their Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. I, I completely disagree with it. Bill, since joining FBS, they have not had a losing record. They they they're ten and a half point favorites in this game. I, the days of that are long gone. I under I understand that, but think of it. You you got to remember that you got to think about it. The mentality of it, and I don't care. You know, this might be a little controversial to say this, but you know what? When East Carolina players go up against North Carolina and NC State, it's that same sort of feeling. They're like, this is our shot. This is our time to prove something. And I don't care about. App State. I understand. I know that they have not had losing seasons. They are an incredibly good FCS program. This is still a huge game, and it's a statement game for them. Maybe okay. Maybe you not might not go as far as saying it's their Super Bowl, but it is huge for them, and it, it is much more important for them. And I think it's more of a statement, even though they're favored in this game. That's still a big statement win for App if they could beat East Carolina. Uh, if they have a Super Bowl or a statement game, it's the next week against Miami. I just think these, the programs have shifted so much right now that if any – it's funny, Brian Bailey it keeps using the, the phrase, if App State overlooks ECU. Now Weaver's coming in with the ECU can't overlook App State. I just think App State, their program has bypassed East Carolina right now. Okay, well, I, I tell you what. Cliff, you save that for the post-game show if East Carolina loses that, and you explain that, and you say that to these ECU fans <laughs> that are calling in and look, what the hell is going on? We're losing to App State in the open. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, open your eyes. Pay attention to what's happening. We don't have to wait till the post-game uh, because Facebook is already going after Billy Weaver. Uh, Brennan saying App isn't FCS, though. Mike says, please tell Billy Weaver to never say ECU is someone's Super Bowl. And he also said, is Billy Weaver Greenville's version of Skip Bayless <laughs> with the hot takes? <laughs> uh, so, Billy, uh, this is a nice preview of Thursday night after the game, the uh, the phone calls we're going to get. Well, I tell you what, if you can't have fun with it and you can't, you can't have some banter going back and forth. Yeah. It, I mean, we how many, how many times have, have you watched an ECU game? And be honest. How many times have you watched an ECU game 
and then thought, man, I can't wait for the post-game show to hear what's said on there. I used to feel that way quite a bit, and then I just got so beaten down during the Mo years, and uh, <laughs> people would call in. Like that, There were times when ECU was favored, and you know I want them to win every game, and they'd lose, and I'd be like, oh, man, this is going to be a hot fifth quarter, baby. Uh, but, man, I have been uh, beaten down so many times over the years that I just want them to win now, Billy. I, like, my... My hat, my my post game happiness depends on East Carolina. It's sad to say, I need them to win uh, on Thursday night. Hey, and I'm good with that too. And you know what? I've always been um, one that loved when Ruffin McNeil would say, you know, when he would when he would say, "I just want to win by one point and back up on out of there." Yeah, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know what? You take and and I'm not I'm not a proponent of ugly wins at all. I think that a win is a win is a win, period. And whether they're ugly, I'll take them in a heartbeat. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with you on that front where East Carolina just needs to get a win, period. And I think they will. I really do. I really think they will. Billy Weaver joining us today. We'll hear from him on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Thursday, also after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We'll be with you uh, late into the evening on Thursday night and also uh into friday morning likely after east carolina and appalachian state we've uh, some other action involving uh schools from the state of north carolina you've got a uh, you got nc state thursday night they should be able to take care of um south florida rather easily i would think although uh as uh, as bailey pointed out yesterday that's when you start to get nervous about state when they're 18 point favorites right yeah, but I I heard you guys talking about the the uniforms. Have you seen the uniform State's going to wear in that game? I have not. There, you got to look it up. All right, really cool. Uh, okay, I think the helmets are really slick looking, and the the uniforms. oh, are they going? Are they like the old wolf with the tongue out? Are they? Yeah, with the tongue out. I like yeah. that. I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that uh, that logo. It's kind of classic. I like that, but yeah, you know that that is funny because you know. It, it'll it'll be very interesting to see how state handles an 18 point oh no i like the the helmets but are you talking about the gray striped jerseys i'm no i'm talking about the helmets. okay i like the helmets these jerseys if they're wearing those gray jerseys are uh they're pretty gross i don't know what yeah I, I don't remember seeing the jersey i think i just saw the helmet yeah uh okay that's what that's what caught my eye was the helmet Helmets look good, but uh, but uh, outside of that, not a fan. Billy, uh, how about North Carolina Virginia Tech? This is a it's a big game for North Carolina because they have to prove they're a top ten team by going on the road and winning in Blacksburg. It's a big game for Justin Fuente because I don't know how many opportunities he's going to have to save his job uh, at Virginia Tech as uh, things have gone south for him there in Hokie Land. So this one Friday at six o'clock, uh, important on both sides for different reasons. Yeah, how about a role reversal for those two different yeah. those two programs? And and with with Matt coming back, I mean he's he's really got that program turned back around. And and I don't I don't know if anybody really predicted that much of a turnaround. And I mean obviously the folks at North Carolina did rehiring him. And um, but I tell you what, that that's going to be a fun game. But we we've, we've been at Lane Stadium. We and I I mean East Carolina and the fans. We know how tough it is to play there. It's it's very tough to play in Blacksburg. I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. That's definitely one I'm going to tune into. 
We've uh, who you got in Clemson, Georgia, the uh, undercard for the Duke's Mayo Classic with ECU and App State being the headliner, of course. But how about on Saturday with uh, Clemson, Georgia? Yeah, hard to go against Clemson. Um, and, well, actually, it's not hard for me personally to go against Clemson. I think I've said this from time to time that Clemson's not my favorite program. And it's only because, and I only say that, I don't want to get anybody's feathers rough, ruffled up or whatever, but uh, my bro- my former brother-in-law, big Clemson fan, and he used to go back and forth with me all the time about how amazing Clemson was. Now, this was before Clemson, before Dabo. This yeah. was back in the, even in the Tommy West times and stuff like that where he just thought his you know what didn't stink and it just always rubbed me wrong so i never really pulled for clemson but i tell you what they've proven under Dabo that they can get the job and that you know what Dabo's in 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 the the rarefied air now with nick saban and guys like that that they're just they just reload there they really do so i, I i'd have to pick clemson in that one. two fop top five teams going at it not fop five top five teams going at it uh, 7.30 Saturday night on ABC. Speaking of um, the state of South Carolina there, did you see the story we talked about in the open? South Carolina is starting a grad assistant at starting quarterback. I see that. Yeah. Yes. I, and you know what? That leaves a big question, too. And if he Is he going to be the quarterback when in week two? Yeah. They're, they're starting quarterback. They're saying he's going to be bad. They expect him back. Yeah, the early part of the season, but they haven't given a timeline of that. So that's going to be interesting for that ECU South Carolina game on September 11th. <laughs> Mike says uh, Billy on Pirate Radio Live talking about how cool state uniforms are. He's definitely Skip Bayless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he also said uh, get Captain Bill in studio to debate Billy Weaver. Battle of the Bills winner gets the captain title. Now that might be fun. Well, why would I want the captain title? That's well. That's a good point. Just to uh, shame Captain Bill, I guess, would be the only. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope we hear from Captain Bill with, in the post game. Speaking of which, you, when you say captain and you mentioned Shane, I had a memory come across my uh, my social media today with a picture of uh, Shane Carden and I at the uh, at one of the pirate radio kickoff parties. So that was kind of cool. Talked to him uh, yesterday on the show, Billy. He is now such a good guy. Yeah, a head football coach uh, in the yeah. state of Idaho, uh, running that air raid offense out there. And that seems to be the trend too. You know, Philip Rivers is now a, a high school quarterback. Did you? I mean, a high school football coach. I figured since you know everybody's going to get on me about talking NC State. <laughs> Wait, are you a uh, Wolfpack in disguise, Billy? All these years, we never knew it. <laughs> He's going to come out on the fifth quarter and like unzip his pirate coat and there's going to be a red shirt underneath. Great heel what turn. Start, what if I start howling? <laughs> hey, if, they are, if they're named the Red Wolves, you're going to have to. Or the Wolves. There you go. Hey, we, we, you know, we talked about that. Remember, I said that that's the only kind of drawback that if they are the Red Wolves, Washington's football team, that we'll have to hear that old howling in the stadium like you hear at Carter Finley. Uh, one of the only players Mike Houston could root for on the Washington football team, since he's a Dallas Cowboys fan, uh, has been released. Jimmy Moreland, cornerback, which surprised me a little bit. I thought he uh, would have a role on this roster. The big cut today, though, was uh, former NFL MVP Cam Newton being cut by the Patriots. Weave, were you surprised uh, about that? And Mac Jones named the starter there. 
Well, I was very surprised since early this morning, actually, before the whole news broke, it was early this morning that Belichick had actually said something positive about Cam and about him kind of needing to to uh, to get back into the swing of things or something like I can't remember exactly what the quote was, but it, it didn't lend any credence to thinking that, hey, this afternoon we're going to hear that he's cut. So, yeah, it was a little surprising to me, definitely. Billy, we were joining us. We've the playoffs have begun in NASCAR. We'll talk about that before we let you go as Ryan Blaney wins last week. And uh, now we are on to the playoffs with some familiar names and some names like Michael McDowell and Eric Amarola and some guys like that. So uh, what's your uh, your take on the playoff field this year? And I guess the most interesting thing to me, Hamlin and Harvick still searching for their first win of the season, and it's going to come during the playoffs, right? They're going to be a factor at the end of this thing. Well, you know what's so funny about that? You say that Hamlin and Harvick need wins. Well, guess who the two guys in 2020 that won races, the, the two races at Darlington were? I'm going to say H&H. There you go, Denny Hamlin <laughs> and Kevin Harvick. Interesting. So, and, yeah, Hamlin won the last race, the Toyota 500, the Real Heroes 400 before that last year. Uh, was Kevin Harvick, and both of those guys have known how to get around Darlington Raceway. But you know, I tell you what, I've been <laughs> I've been picking those guys to win all year, basically, and they've had some you know some race tracks where they were very strong at, they're favored to win, and didn't get it get it done. But you know what, it doesn't matter now. This is this is when it gets really fun, and kudos to NASCAR for kicking this whole thing off uh, in the NASCAR playoffs at Darlington. It's one of my favorite tracks. Um, it's one of those tracks, you know, I, I, I do, you know, I've said this before. I love the short tracks and I love the super speedways. There's no, there's no secret about that. I love Talladega, Daytona, uh, Bristol, Martinsville, places like that. But Darlington really holds a special place for me too. That's kind of where I started out, um, you know, as a sports reporter in Florence, South Carolina, which is like 10 minutes from Darlington. So I used to go to all those races. It's such a tough track. There's a reason it's called too tough to tame. Uh, because it really is, and and I think NASCAR finally got it right with this whole thing with Darlington, and I think it's going to be fun. Kicking off the playoffs at Darlington is the exact way to go. The drivers love that place. It's Well, let me put it this way. It's a love-hate relationship between the drivers in that track because they know how tough it is there. But with that being said, being true competitors, they want to win at the toughest place, and if you can win at Darlington, you can say a lot. Uh, and those guys, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, have done it a few times. Hamlin's won there a couple times, and so is Harvick. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top at Darlington. Billy Weaver joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line. We'll see him in studio Thursday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and also uh, after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And uh, you can chime in on Weave and uh, talk to him there. You, you've riled up the fans today. I'm giving you a thumbs down like Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor. Oh, and I'm surprised you didn't ask me about that. <laughs> we'll wrap it up with that. Um, okay, what was your take on the uh, players booing the fans, so to speak? You can't do that. <laughs> and you know what? Kudos to Sandy Alderson for coming out and saying, well, hold on a second. You know what? We appreciate our fans. We love our fans. That's not going to be tolerated. And since then, Javi Baez has come out with an apology saying that he didn't mean to upset or 
uh, I don't know exactly the words that he used, but anyway, he came out and apologized for it. Well, he did the non-apology. He said, uh, I'm sorry to those I offended. I didn't mean to offend anyone. That's what you say when... Sorry for the ones that I, I offended. Yeah. You know what? If you're a... I'm sorry. If you are a sports figure, if you're a professional sports figure in the state of New York, be it for the Giants, the Jets, the Yankees, the Mets, it doesn't matter. That comes with the territory. You're going to get booed. I mean, this guy, Javi Baez, is hitting 207. Of course he's going to get booed, and he's going to go back at the fans. That's never – that's always a recipe for disaster. It is, and uh, the Mets are a uh, just a giant recipe for disaster on and off the field and everything that happens uh, there. All right. Well, it was fun for a while with them in first place. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, back to reality. But, hey, it always happens around football season, so I have something else to uh, focus on. <laughs> we will uh, talk Pirate football with you more coming up on uh, Thursday. Get those hot takes ready for us. All right, man. Fun. <laughs> See you, Weave. There's Billy Weaver uh, riling up the listeners today with uh, his uh, his takes, and uh, I don't know. I had to I had to go back at him a little bit on the App State um, looking at ECU as their Super Bowl. Uh, the roles have reversed on that one uh, to Billy and to all the fans that think that's true. So uh, I am not down with that take at all heading into thursday night's game a couple other news and notes uh rich pointing out on facebook lives that, that kurt benkert has been waived by the packers i guess they're only going to keep rogers and jordan love on their staff also uh, it appears uh that just came out a few minutes ago the ravens are going to waive jake verity uh, they, no, sh- no surprise there you're about to say no bleep dino yeah, yeah, it's no surprise because they're not going to keep two kickers on the roster. You just can't do that. They probably tried to find a trade partner. I mean, they showcased yeah. him in their games, and he kicked well. Um, bad news for Verity, but I guess good news, he's available if you want him, if you need a kicker. I still think there's a chance he uh, lands a job in 2021. Yeah, he's it, probably wishing that he gets another game. Uh, last year, he would have been able to. Two years ago, he would have been able to get an extra game to kind of showcase himself, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, the time ran out for the preseason, but hopefully somebody in need of a kicker will uh, know the name Jake Verity and give him a call. Yeah, his name's out there, his leg's out there, uh, the film's out there for teams now. So, all right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour one. Well, let's play part one of our Dino Gaudio Chris Mack conversation. We'll do that when we return on Pirate Radio Live right after, after this. this. Chandler! Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially 
potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. It is NFL Cut Day. Uh, Urban Meyer, what, what he did with Jacksonville reminds me of when Steve Spurrier uh, coached the Redskins in the early 2000s and just loaded up on his former Florida Gators and guys that he was familiar with in college. And Urban Meyer assembled these receivers that were awesome in college. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, Devin Smith, wasn't he the Ohio State receiver? That was really good. Deshaun Jackson-ish during his days at Ohio State. Uh, Philip Dorsett, who was a first-round pick by the Colts. And also Pharaoh Cooper, who uh, played his high school football in Eastern North Carolina. All of those players have been cut uh, by the Jaguars today. Of course, they also brought in Tim Tebow, who he knew Didn't well last long. from college, who was cut earlier in the preseason. So it is cut day in the National Football League. Jimmy Moreland, a bit of a surprise to me. Peyton Barber was cut by Washington. I think they have found their uh, their backup to Antonio Gibson with the uh, Patterson kid who scored a bunch of touchdowns for Washington and looked good during the preseason. Did the Panthers have any surprising cuts? Reggie Bonifant was released today. Um, it was a backup running back for Christian McCaffrey a few years ago. Had some good games and then um, lost him to injury. Spent most of the time uh, last year on the on the sidelines. And so he he's probably uh, one of the surprising names uh, to see on the cut list. Will Greer. Uh, was released this morning and so pj walker pj walker and i guess we're going to go with a two quarterback uh on the roster because we went with three last year with will greer and pj walker but will greer gets the axe today speaking of like meyer and spurrier matt rule has done a similar thing where he's brought in a lot of like temple and baylor guys that make him feel comfortable pj walker one of those yeah so pj walker will get the backup job for the panthers backing up sam darnold um, trying to think of some other guys that we Kenny Robinson was a, a, a secondary guy for us who um, we got him he played in the in the AFL or the CFL whatever um, and was really good and we got him from well, uh, which one was it I arena or Canadian I can't remember I think it was arena football okay and he played at West Virginia um, had a pretty good uh, uh, preseason camp got an interception in the Colts game in that first game for the preseason we cut him thought he would might would make the team uh and right now that's about it joey slaw was released uh yesterday so um we've made some more but no name people i'm putting together a huge um college football night of trivia college and nfl because it could be like where did this player go to school yeah, but right up my alley to get you ready for the uh season that's coming up wednesday night at aj mcmurphy's and i was looking at I guess Virginia Tech, and I was looking at a particular box score, and it had Joey Sly's name uh, for the Hokies mm-hmm. from years past, yep. and saw and saw his name, and thought, yeah, he is no longer the kicker. I had to uh, yeah. pick up a new one on my fantasy team because I drafted him a couple weeks ago. It'll be a busy night for me tomorrow night, Clip Brock. I'll have my NFL uh, fantasy draft tomorrow night at seven, and uh, trivia at eight. Trivia kicks off at eight. Good deal. Sounds like a fun evening to me. All right. um, We need to take a break. But before we do, Shirley, can you get some music playing? Some good. uh, We need some mafioso music playing. This is the real transcript 
from Chris Mack and Dino Gaudio. Dino Gaudio facing charges of extortion. Chris Mack was uh, was doing some cheating. Gaudio was there. Gaudio knew about it. Gaudio got fired as an assistant coach and said, you fire me, I'm going to spill the beans. There's a full transcript out there, but Chandler and I, instead of making you reading it, we did our part with a dramatic reading. I played the part of the sniveling little timid weasel chris mack chandler the heavy-handed dino gaudio let's hear some of that conversation the real transcript right now you're not renewing my contract and you're paying me for a year and a half all right you're paying me for a year and a half here's why last time this happened to me the last time this happened to me i took the high road i took the high road i didn't say anything said all the good things that affected my family my career my livelihood that ain't happening again that ain't happening again see let me show you something you're going to think long and hard about this one dude you're going to be thinking long and hard about this one see it says in my contract here if you're if there's anything about the ncaa violations i'm supposed to talk to john cons I'm, I'm supposed to be talking to vince tyra i'm supposed to be talking to all those guys and you know what i f-ing will i f-ing will those ga's all practicing with us illegal illegal i've got documentation from when you sh- when she called me in the summer when we were emailing each other and texting each other i'm talking about jeff walls when christine whatever her name was came in here and said those guys working you know those guys working out in the summer they can't do that that's illegal all that shit, those 30 for 30s i all the 30 for 30s i have that's illegal that illegal why didn't you say anything oh now you tell me you're not renewing my contract why didn't you say anything i don't want to be here so you know what you're going to do you're going to pay me between me and you dude you can go tell vince hey vince i don't care what the you tell him vince dina my (laughs) i don't care what you hey vince i don't care what the you tell him vince dina's my guy I'm going to pay him for his year and a half. He can retire at 66. I'm going to take care of him. That's what we can do. And now, and you know what? That's what we're going to do. Or else I'm going to John Cons and I'm going to tell Tim Sullivan. I'm going to Jay Billis, Dick Vitale, Fran Fischella, all those guys. That's, that's the way this is going to go down, dude. That's the way this is going to go down. I helped you get that one Louisville player. You didn't even know who the it was until I came back and Pat Kelsey told me. I helped you with the freaking other two players. Are you me? I know, Dino. You're right. This is a hard conversation. You're right. And you know what? You better think about it. You better think long and hard about it. I don't want to be here. You said that to me. I know. I know. <laughs> That's the end of part one. Dino and Chris Mack. Man. Chandler, you did awesome there. Thank you. Uh, How about that conversation? And this is all being recorded. This is all part of now, I guess, a a federal case of extortion against Dino Gaudio trying to get money out of Louisville uh, after he was fired and he knew some cheating was going down. Great stuff. We have more of that later on in the show. There's actually a part that I didn't catch it until you said it, but 
like Chris Mack kind of like makes him say it again. Like, what did you say? Yeah. And like gets closer. Uh, he's like, <laughs> he's got the wire and he's like leaning up, which we don't have the video or anything. This is me imagining what's happening. He's like leaning up to Gaudio saying, what date? What what was the exact date what, you said what there? Date, how much? And, yeah. yeah. And Gaudio is just going off. So that is a, a real conversation that took place with Chandler and I doing the voices there. Chris Mack and Dino Gaudio. You can read it for yourself. Google it up online let's take a time out come back when we return brandon simmons former east carolina running back now uh, involved in high school coaches coaching will join us on the show we'll talk about what he's up to now his playing days and this current ecu team getting ready for appalachian state on thursday what billy weaver called app state super bowl do we not agree? I totally disagree. Uh, we'll see what Brandon Simmons says about the game when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. Shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, Greenville Auto World has a full service and repair facility. Brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across the Speedway at Bell's Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers of Greenville Auto World for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock. All right, I spent that break watching Terry McLaurin highlights to get ready for the season. No NFL this week next thursday cowboys bucks we'll have it for you right here on pirate radio and then we'll have our nfl triple header for you week one on yep. uh, sunday i can even tell you who we got really let's go ahead and break it out who do we got week one for the nfl season any week one washington week... chargers matchup perhaps uh, negative uh, all right we have the steelers taking on the bills the saints hosting the packers the Rams hosting the Bears. That's your triple header for... Rams-Bears S- is Sunday night? Yep, Sunday uh, night. And gross. then Ravens and Raiders for Monday night football. Yeah, they're not doing the uh, Monday night doubleheader this year, which I'm kind of upset about. I like the uh, Monday night doubleheader to get the season going, but that just means one more game on Sunday. So I'll take that as well. All right, Shirley's Dolphin. It'll be Mac Jones versus Tua. Week one. How about I that? I will take... Kid. The Alabama Tua, 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 Tua. The Alabama Slamma. Chandler, the Panthers have who week one? Or Jalen is uh, intern Jalen running the boards here. Who's uh, Who the Panthers got week one? Do y'all know? We have Sam Darnold's old team. Oh, that's the right. The New York Jets and the, Zach uh, Wilson. Darnold versus Wilson. How about that? All right. Um, Troy says Rams versus Bears is a marquee matchup. Deal with it. Yeah, when I think marquee matchup, I think Andy Dalton in primetime. We've seen <laughs> the how red the, rifle. we've seen how that's gone in years past. So enjoy it. All right, let's uh, head out to the Fixed NC Live line and visit with former ECU running back 
Brandon Simmons, who joins us on the show. He's got that, that radio voice. Let's hear it. Uh, Brandon, how you doing, man? I am well. How are you guys doing? Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. It is great to hear your booming radio voice. I always give you a, a compliment on, on your voice there, Brandon. And uh, you're using that voice to coach some high school football, right? Tell uh, everybody what you're up to these days, Brandon. Absolutely. Um, I've been coaching high school football for going on 10 years since my days at um, at East Carolina. I'm currently at Green Level High School where I serve as the associate head football coach and the head JV coach. Um, You know, it's funny that you just uh, it's funny that you're calling me right now because I was just in the midst of um, adjusting my schedule because our JV game that was supposed to be played on Wednesday just got bumped to tomorrow so i was just in the process of replying to oh the boy. Email to, to take care of all of the all of the all of the logistics but in addition to coaching i'm also i'm um, teaching i'm um, high school business 912 and, and and i'm enjoying the ride that's awesome brandon and man we uh we carry dh Conley football every friday night weather permitting and morgan aylers does his uh high school huddle show from six to seven every friday and brandon the amount of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday games, cancellations. I mean, you, you, you're you living it, so you know what I'm talking about. It's uh, it's a headache, but uh, you do all you can to, to get these kids to play, right? That, that That's all we can do is, uh, is adjust on the fly. The ultimate goal is to provide an environment for our student athletes to be safe, to compete at the highest level, and someday possibly compete on Saturdays. <laughs> uh, Brandon, uh, our producer Chandler said when I talk to you, make sure I mention your uh, your high school alma mater. Uh, uh, apparently, they've put up like eighty points a game to start the season. Is that right? Yes, that that, that is that is very correct. And, and it's funny because um, I actually keep in contact with Coach Joe Silas, who who uh, he's the head football coach at Hopkins High School. We had a chance to see those guys at seven on seven action over the summer, Green Level versus Hopton. But yes, <laughs> um, that is not a misprint <laughs> a basketball game. Hopton High School at this moment is averaging close to eighty-two points a game mm. um, in high school football. You didn't let them hang eighty on you in the seven on seven, did you? Well, <laughs> they hung up a few, but I wouldn't quite say that it was eighty. All right, held them under their average. That's all you can do. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, uh, let's talk some pirate football, man. Uh, I know you were smiling last year when you saw Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell running the football. Kind of a, a one-two punch there for the Pirates. And going into game week, Brandon, and you're familiar with this too probably, the the or is on the depth chart. It, it is a true 1A-1B for ECU at that running back position because you have two capable capable guys there. And Brandon, we don't know what it's going to look like on game day on Thursday night, but there, there could be a true 50-50 split for these uh, talent the guys in the backfield well and, and absolutely and, and if that's the case then that's perfectly fine um make no mistake throwing the football you know scoring points but at the core at its essence the team that can run the football efficiently every single time more often than not will have tremendous success uh, when the chips are down so um, i'm very excited about the future of the of the power run game that has returned to ECU um, with the addition of that power run game. Um, I like to believe that our overall program is 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 a hard nosed, blue collar, physical, 
um, football team. Um, it just adds that that physicality to to our brand of football. Brandon, you're uh, familiar with Donnie Kirkpatrick, Steve Shankweiler, obviously, and uh, as a, a football coach and somebody that keeps tabs on ECU, you are somewhat familiar with, with Mike Houston as well. Uh, and you said it just there. You, you like where this, this style of football, this brand of football is heading. How optimistic are you in this coaching staff uh, coming into year three, Brandon? I'm, I'm 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 very optimistic, and, and again, um, it just takes time. Um, I, I highly recommend that everyone continue to be patient. But Mike Houston, um, he has a pedigree of developing tough, physical, hard-nosed football programs. Um, you know, from the high school ranks to to the small colleges to the most recent JMU. Um, JMU JMU was known for being able to run the football when they wanted to. But like you said, Coach Kirkpatrick, Coach Shankweiler. Um, you know, a lot of those guys live in the trenches and they're taking a step further. And this is a little bit off the topic, but uh, Kevin Monroe, uh, you know, he, his son actually plays. Uh, his son is actually a part of our football program oh, wow. at Green Level High School. So so anytime that I get a chance to see him, you know, we we, we talk, you know, we talk about Green Level football, but it's always great to to reconnect. Uh, and, and discuss a little bit about about power football. We had Kevin on the show on uh, Friday, and he'll be joining us weekly here. Uh, we really enjoy talking to Kevin Monroe uh, until he starts talking about the Cowboys, and I have to hang up on him. But he's <laughs> he's a good guy, I guess. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, Brandon. I tell this story every time you're on the air. I remember. I don't remember the opponent, but I was sitting at the uh, press box at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. And this little dude keeps catching passes for ECU. And I look at the roster, and he's not even on the roster. And we, we start to hear the name Tyler Sneed. And I tweet out, who is Tyler Sneed? Where did he come from? The only guy that responded, the only guy that knew Tyler Sneed was you, Brandon. You knew him uh, during his high school days, and you knew he was a player. But, man, there, there's no way you could tell me you thought he'd be this good at the college level. He, he's ECU's go-to guy right now. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, and, and I still remember that day like it was yesterday. We were in town um, for, for the reunion of, of the conference championship, 2008 conference oh, championship team. Yeah. Um, and, and so I was on ground zero um, when he got in. Again, obviously, I know his number, but when he got in, I couldn't believe my eyes because I knew <laughs> that he was just waiting on his opportunity. I had the opportunity to work with Tyler, um, you know, during his high school years here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, he's always been about working hard. He's done everything we asked him to do. He was the type of player his senior year that just had to touch the football. We had him line up as a runner back. Uh, we, we even have him throwing the ball because he does have a baseball background as well. We had him returning kicks, returning punts. Whatever we had to do to get this guy to football, um, we did it. So, so I'm really not surprised about the overall um, output that that he has given the Pirates um, offense at this moment, but but he he is certainly fun to watch. Daddy is looking forward to another big year uh, from Tyler Snead. Brandon, I'm looking back at the, the 2008 champion Pirates and the team uh, ran the ball 518 times, threw the ball. Uh, 418 times. So you ran 100 more times than you threw it. That was yourself, uh, some Norman Whitley in there, Jonathan Williams, J.R. Rogers. Remember, I guess previously Dominique Lindsay uh, also running the football. So you guys were running the football. Uh, one of the reasons you could do that is you had a strong defense, and you knew your defense would keep you in games. And, Brandon, I think we saw signs year one with Blake Harrell uh, as defensive coordinator. Now he's had a full offseason with him. I am, I'm expecting that – 
to go up another level this year. Uh, hopefully they got the parts. I think they do in the linebacker and secondary position, Brandon. But we'll see if that young D-line can stand tall. But if you want to have a good power running team, uh, a great ingredient to go with that is a good defense, right? Absolutely. And, and, and like, like I mentioned at the top of the hour or, or at the top of our conversation, uh, the, the power run game makes the overall prog- uh, program um, a lot better. Uh, what's not talked about is inside run, right, where you have your front seven on defense going against your front seven on offense, uh-huh. and there is nowhere to hide. <laughs> uh, there is no throwing game um, to, 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 to add to the, to the drills. You're just handing it to your running back, and your running back is sticking it in there. And I can clearly remember in, tw- in 2018, I mean, I'm sorry, 2008, 2007, 2006, you know, we pride ourselves on not dancing, believing what we see, and running into the big boys like Linville Joseph, yeah. C.J. Wilson, and all those guys. I was, hey, Brandon, you'd rather go run on any other defense than have to face Jay Ross and Linville and C.J. and Scotty and those guys every day of practice, right? Well, well, I'll say this right here. We knew at that moment that they were the best of the best. So if we can run against those guys, we felt great against running against anyone in America. Uh, and on top of that, you know, our offensive line was pretty darn good. You know, with, yeah. with the Sean Allen and the Fred Hicks and, you know, the Doug and, uh, you know, the, the T-Dot. The list goes on and on. But um, at its core, it's being proven. If you can run the football, okay, and if your defense can stop the run, okay, which works hand-in-hand, you will be very successful. Brandon Simmons firing me up and firing up the Pirate fans right now, I can tell. Brandon, uh, how physical were those practices with those teams? Uh, It sounded like ECU kind of lost some of that physicality uh, before Mike Houston was here. He's trying to bring that back, have physical practices. How about with with those groups, man? What were those battles like every day? Well, well, to to be clear, clear, there's there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, you know, at the end of the day, as long as you can score the football and stop people, uh, more often than not, you're going to be successful. But there's just something to, you know, developing a a hard-nosed, tough, uh, physical uh, football program. And, and with us, it just took – basically, it was as simple as everyone in the program buying into the vision, you know, being consistent, paying attention to the little things, showing up to practice on time, holding each other accountable. We really developed a brotherhood in the offseason – we lift weights. We push each other to get better. So, so we knew, you know, we knew before the official games kicked off that we had a pretty solid ball club because we'd done everything we asked the coaches to do. They believed in us. We believed in them. And the easy part was playing the game. The hard part was practice. But the easy part was playing the game, and the fun part was playing the game. Yeah, Brandon Simmons joining us. Brandon, I talked to Shane Carden yesterday and asked him about, you know, he's he's a high school coach now, and when he talks to his players, he wants his players to believe every word he's saying. He doesn't want to be phony with them. He says that players can tell uh, that, that when a coach is being phony. I know you know exactly what he's talking about, and just hearing you talk, I imagine your players listen to you with both eyes and both ears uh, when you have to, to spread a message because uh, I'm sure I, I feel like I've got a piece of some of your uh, your pregame hype speeches that you give your players. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say that. And, and make no mistake, you know, it's not just myself, but but our whole coaching staff, you know, again, our, our head varsity football coach, Coach Ben Godot, he's actually a uh, Pirate alum himself. But And he actually worked under Coach Tim Carter. Coach Tim oh, yeah. was a graduate assistant when I was at ECU. So it, everything just came full circle. Yeah. But 
But my, my, you know, each coach have their own coaching staff. But I'm known as you know showing you love but being honest. And um, so, something that I don't coach is is um it's effort, and, and our players know that. But as long as they're working the tails off, and as long as they're fighting and competing, uh, may the chips fall where they may. But but I absolutely enjoy working with our young men. Um, I've been in the high school game coaching for for ten plus years, and, and I'm and I'm enjoying every single day of it. Brandon Simmons joining us. Brandon, uh, here's what the listeners want to know: How many uh, games are the Pirates winning this season? So 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 again, um, you know, I've been having this conversation quite some time with with a, with a few alumni brothers. Um, you know, I've been paying attention to you know Phil Steele, et cetera, and he, even he agrees that this year. Um, you know, the Pirates can surprise some teams. So I say to the state is, um, I, I truthfully believe that we will return bowling. Um, and the main reason why I say it is because, with you know, the recruiting trail, we're getting some talent in the building. We're, we're getting the big boys up front. We're pretty talented on the defensive line. We can run the football and, 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 and um, you know, you know, the skilled players outside can make plays. Our special team is sound. Uh, but, I, but, I, but I do have us um, returning to the bowl game, and I do have us playing at a high level, especially considering how we ended last season. Yes, sir. Uh, that, that went over uh, SMU. You wish you could that was pl- play it again uh, that following week. Brandon, uh, great to hear you're doing well, man, coaching, teaching, and, and you want to give a plug for – master blend i try to avoid it on social media because it looks so good every time i see it i get i I get hungry but man uh tell us about uh master blend your family uh man that's some good looking food you guys got yeah yeah well well well, i appreciate you guys reaching out Um, there's a number of different ventures that i'm a part of so so obviously you know i coach um and, and i teach and i love what i do there but but i also have a family farm that i'm affiliated with master blend family farm um, you know, based out of Kenyansville, North Carolina, proudly supporting the eastern part of the state and all of North Carolina. But I also have a um, training slash development program, Dynasty Athletic Performance. And we we have currently uh, 35 plus athletes in our program. Nice. A lot of the kids are starting to get to college. And, and, and one individual that, that, that we work with at an early, uh, early young age is actually a freshman at B.H. Conley. And, uh, uh, you know, Christian Holly is his name. Uh, you know, on the roster, he's a varsity receiver, but he is currently their JV quarterback. So okay. there's a lot of connections across the board, but but those are just a few of the ventures that, I, that I'm affiliated with. That's awesome, Brandon. Uh, we're glad you're doing well and doing so many great things. And I always appreciate your time here on Pirate Radio. We'll, uh, we'll keep in touch, man. Uh, I'll try to let you get to the, uh, through the football season, the high school season, before I bother you again. But uh, we appreciate your time, man. Man, absolutely no problem. And, and anytime that I'm available, you know, as long as you let me know in advance, I can <laughs> block off a window to, to make it happen. Yeah. All about it. But I love Pirate Nation, and I appreciate the, jo- the job that you guys do, and, uh, and go Pirates. Brandon Simmons joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line, former ECU running back, fired up for another Pirate football season. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll have more for you in Hour 2. Steven Igo joins us later on in Hour 2. When we return... Uh, Play a little bit from Donnie Kirkpatrick, ECU offensive coordinator, as he spoke to the media following, uh, let's see, Monday's uh, press event. And you will hear that when we return after these words.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Party back with the Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Coming up later this hour, Steve and Igo will join us. We will get you set for ECU. Appalachian State go down the depth chart and uh, talk about the matchup with app state and uh, right now we'll hear what donnie kirkpatrick had to say and i go ask donnie k about demetrius taylor who is demetrius taylor he is big uh, number nine for appalachian state he is a two-time all Sun Belt performer he is a pro football focused college preseason all-american honorable mention he is uh on the following preseason watch list water camp player of the year uh bednarik trophy and nagurski trophy so he is a uh a stud defensive lineman for uh the appalachian state mountaineers and donnie kirkpatch was asked by i go is he a guy that, that you got to focus on when you start to draw up a game plan uh, you know they have a lot of good players you know what i'm saying singling him out yeah you know he he definitely uh is obviously an aggressive guy knocks the line of scrimmage back. They get 10 starters back on on defense. They're 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 a very experienced team. I think they gave up 16 points a game. Somebody told me. I'm glad I didn't look that up earlier. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so the, the whole group is like that now. Some of them are bigger and stronger. They kind of play more of a full rush and knock you back. Some of the guys are quick, kind of run around you, a little bit like that. But there's a lot of guys that, that really concern me. He would be one of them. ECU's got a retooled offensive line, some familiar faces, but guys bouncing around different positions, and it hopefully will be a strength for this 2021 ECU football team. How excited is Donnie Kirkpatrick to see that group on the field Thursday night? He was asked that yesterday. Well, I see Sean Bailey sitting back there, so yeah, I hope he, he's ready to hear this, man. No, you know, I think what I know is when, when we won here before and I was here, we won because we were better up front. Now, we had some good skill kids, no question about that, you know. But we won up in the trenches, and that's the style of play Coach Houston's brought here. That's the style that this staff wants to do. We want to be able to wear people down, play a physical, hard-nosed game. And, you know, our offensive line has been a very beaten-up, injured group. There's so many guys that have come here, and they're out. They've lost their careers to injuries. Uh, we've kind of finally rebuilt that, I think, a little bit. We have some depth there. We've got maybe, you know, three guys at each position that could, could roll in there, meaning at guard there's three. So they might have to play both sides. You know, we kind of have two and a spare. It's kind of like that tackle, I think, going into the game. I think that's really important, especially early in the season. It's probably going to be hot. It's probably going to be a humid-type game. I heard Coach Harrell referring to, you know, you got to sub early. you got to make yourself do that a little bit. But I feel good about the line. You know what I'm saying? I think that they are going to be the guys that set the tempo for us. How they play is probably how we're going to play offensively. Donnie Kirkpatrick was also asked how much more comfortable he is uh, heading into this season as opposed to last year with a, a full fall camp, a full 
spring practice uh, able to to be around the players a whole lot more and to have a lot of the same guys back uh, here's how Donnie answered that well the, you know when you get this close to the game I don't know that I'm ever really comfortable you start to get a little bit antsy you kind of start to you know anticipate you're playing the game out in your mind you're, you're watching film there was a point in there yesterday when coach Shankmar said you know you better turn that off you know, you start watching too much. It's just we need to do what we're doing. Let's don't try to overanalyze this thing and let's go play. So as a coach, that's kind of what you do. Having Holton back, though, for the third year, you know, the meetings are much smoother. It's nice to have two returning running backs. So all that, that's good. There's still some new faces out there that we're really, you know, anxious to see how Ryan Jones is going to do. It's going to be a big emotional game for him. Uh, he's going back to his home city, Charlotte. You know, we're playing at Bank of Mary Stadium. I'm sure if you, if you grow up in Charlotte especially, you know, that's got to be a dream to go play in that stadium. You, you know, you, you, you're dreaming of doing that. So I hope we can get him settled down because I know he's going to be jacked up. I'd like to see Josiah Hatfield, who's been around, but I'd like to see get him going. I'm, I'm really anxious to see how he's going to do. Really anxious to see how Audie's going to do coming back now, kind of being a little bit more comfortable in this uh, offense, and he's had a great preseason camp. So, you know, the, the team was out there last night, and I could just tell that they were ready to just go play the game. You know what I'm saying? They're just tired of practicing. They're tired of hearing us talk. They're tired of hitting each other. They're just ready to go play. And, and now as coaches, you're thinking, are we ready? You know, are we ready? Because I see a mistake here. I see a mistake there. You know, we're in there watching film this morning. But it's just time to go find out what we're all about. The first game's not going to be the entire season. We have to keep reminding ourselves of that. But it sure is going to set the tempo for, you know, what the state of mind is going to be. Donnie Kirkpatrick, ECU offensive coordinator there. The Pirates uh, gave Mike Houston his biggest win, his signature win, the last game of the regular season in 2020, a 52-38 to win over SMU, and it wasn't that close. The Pirates were up 45-7 to at halftime. We've seen a lot of games where ECU was uh, done by the time uh, the halftime whistle sounded. Well, this time SMU was done. And uh, they scored a bunch in the second half, but it was over. You almost wish the Pirates could have played that next week or had a few more games left after that uh, convincing win. But the season ended. They go into the offseason. Is there any way you can carry that over into game one of 2021? Donnie Kirkpatrick was asked about that. Uh, You know, it's nice to have that, I think, when you're in a positive state of mind, when you start to believe. That's been a big thing, I think. Coming back here when the program was kind of at, at its lowest point, maybe, but it was kind of like that when I came here in 2005, too. We were very fortunate in 2005 to play uh, a team out here and win that first game. And we didn't play great. They just happened to be worse than we were at that time. But I think the kids balled in a little bit more because they believed they kind of got the confidence that they could go win. You know, that's kind of been a big deal here, trying to get that going. Year one, we we were not really re- ever, ever ready to kind of get that momentum going and sustain it. Uh, last season, ups, downs, but we did finish well, finished with two wins in a row right there. Played good offensively, you know, obviously in the last game. So, I, so we're trying to carry that over, but I just don't know that it does. You know, one year to the next year, I, I don't know that it does carry over. So you just got to go out there. And I think, you know, is, is the play caller, I just have to try to be careful 
to just realize, you know, it's four quarters of a game. You know, guy go out there and throw the immaculate inning in the first inning and, and then get shelled the inning too, though. You know what I'm saying? You can strike out and then you can hit a home run. And, and in football, sometimes we may get a quick score. Everybody wants to go score first. You know, we do. Uh, we scored first at Georgia State, and that's probably the worst day of my college coaching career. So that didn't work out. So I'm just focused on, you know, what you're doing, setting stuff up, what you're calling. If you're scoring, you're trying to get too excited. If you're not scoring, you try not to panic too much. So you just have to kind of play the game out. It's just got some ups and downs in it. And uh, I hope we can come out and carry over that momentum because that was, that was as good a first half, I guess, against SMU as anybody could possibly play. I think we scored every time we had the ball. And uh, didn't have much time left in the last one, so I think we kicked a field goal. We probably would have scored a touchdown every one of them. But I just don't know if that's got anything to do with it or not. You know what I'm saying? Different team. They're a veteran team. They're used to winning. You know what I'm saying? Like that, we're going to have to go in there and break their will. Our guys are going to really have to match them. If we get ahead, I promise you they ain't quitting. Uh, If we get behind, we better not quit. Donnie Kirkpatrick uh, there from Monday. We'll hear more from Donnie Kirkpatrick. We'll hear more uh, from Blake Harrell as well later on in today's program. Also more from our – in fact, we'll break it out in our next segment. More from Dino Gaudio and chris mack uh coming up their private conversation translated by myself and chandler honeycutt we're here that and welcome in steven Igo from hoist the colors when we return on pirate radio live on a tuesday we are back with you after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook and Instagram at PR927F. Them. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at uh, free PR927FM. Join the close to 50,000 followers today. And speaking of breaking news, uh, we've been talking about uh, uh, players getting cut today because it is cut day in the NFL. One player did actually make the 53-man roster. Deontay Smith made the 53-man roster for the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, he has had an impressive camp, and uh, they've decided to keep him on. Great to hear from the former ECU offensive lineman. Also, uh, how about this? Uh, Adam Schefter tweeting out that the Detroit Lions have released Randy Bullock and Zane Gonzalez. Uh, They are both kickers, and the Lions currently do not have a kicker on the roster. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Chandler was talking about that in the break. He's like, "Mm, maybe somebody needs to call Jake Verity. Potentially a landing spot. Um which would be the worst possible landing spot but for him to get paid and kick in the nfl it would certainly be a dream to be kicking for the lions so uh something to keep an eye on there all right let's welcome in steven igo from hoist the colors uh hey steven hey clip i like your shirt i like yours interesting look i mean it's just a shirt why, why do you always <laughs> diagnose my wardrobe i just bad. can't show up i'm just gonna show up in boxers next time I don't. I don't want you to do that. 
I guess I don't need to ask if you're a boxers or briefs guy, though. You just definitely boxers. Let man. the cat out of the bag on that one. I mean, what about you? <laughs> I'm not, you know, a lady never tells. Oh, well, you are a lady, so that's appropriate. He's a lady. Have you, uh, did you hear the first hour of the show? No. Because you listen to every minute. I haven't listened show. to anything. Why not? What have you been doing? Uh, my air conditioning was on so loud on the way over, I couldn't hear the station. So Is it broke? Or it's just hot, it's just so, so you had hot, so I had it cranked all the way up. Your <laughs> AC was so loud, you couldn't hear the radio. That's true. That is an excuse I've never heard before. I can hear bits and pieces <laughs> as you were interviewing Brandon Simmons. Brandon Simmons, I can all hear right. that deep voice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I know Tyler Sneed. Hour one. That was a pretty <laughs> awful impression. But speaking of good impressions, um, we Chandler and I did a dramatic reading of the Chris Mack Dino Gaudio conversation have you read any of that i have not well good i've uh, been knee deep in coverage game coverage oh there's so much more to life than ecu app state steven is there <laughs> is there though uh let's hear part two this is uh dino gaudio right now being charged for extortion chris mack has been suspended for six games uh this is the the real conversation but i'm my voice is the weasley uh chris mack real statements and the mafioso dino gaudio is being played by chandler honeycutt here's part two so here's what you're going to do this stays right here between me and you for about mm, 24 hours you go tell that toad over there vince tyra dino's my guy i gotta take care of him i want to pay him for a year okay then none of this happens got it dino got it yeah i got it can we talk that's all i gotta say dino dino can we talk are you me after all this did for you are you me can we talk i don't want to up your livelihood bro take take off your mask take your mask off i can't hear you i'm sorry i didn't want to your livelihood dino you did man and you are. I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I don't want to do that to you, Dino. I don't. I love you, man. I know you don't believe me. I love you. This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I'm not trying to f- up your livelihood up. Dude, I'll take out of my own personal money. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do. I feel like I owe you that. I don't f- like... I'm not excited about this. Whatever you gotta do, whatever you gotta do, it's f- sad. F- sad. And the meeting we had after that Sunday night thing, you know, that meeting, you say you don't talk to the kids after the game when you're hot and that stuff. If we play those four home games, we probably win three of them. And now we have 11 wins in the ACC. Complete overreaction. Complete overreaction. What do you mean? Like, I, this kid we got to get rid of. That kid we got to get rid of. We got to get rid of that kid. Whatever you got to do, man, you find out, you let me know. Let me ask you. Let me ask you because, like, I got to know, you want to be paid until when? I can retire at 66. In six months, I'll show you. You can look it up. I believe you, man. You can pay me until September 30th, of not next year, but the year after. That's when I can retire and get Social Security. My birthday is March 30th, 1957. You can look it up. You can look it up. That's a year and a half of salary. That's a year and a half. A year and a half of salary. 
It's not this September. It's the September after. So September, September of 2022. Right, right. September of, uh, this is 20, yes, uh, September 30th of 22. You pay me then and I'm fine. You pay me then and I'm fine. All right, uh, there is part two. We still have one part left to go. As that was going on, Steven said, is this real? Is this a real conversation? I have pulled up the uh, actual conversation, and word for word, Steven, we went through this thing. I mean, Dino sounds like a real delightful person. Yeah. Chris Mack seems like he's not really in control of the conversation. <laughs> not at like all. Tagging along with it. It's but, just bizarre. Like, is Mack... He knows it's being recorded, though, right? And, like, yeah, he's getting himself. So, I don't know. The whole thing is crazy. Dino wanted money because he's being fired, but Dino knows that bad stuff was happening. So, he was trying to get money out of Louisville and basically said, okay, I'll go, but you got to pay me until this date on this year so I can get my Social Security because my birthday is this date, this year. Like, it is wild. And apparently, it's kind it's it's sad because mac is younger than dino like dino i think brought him up in coaching and they really are like family and this is uh this is a family squabble and dino's ready to whack mac so to speak and chris mac still just coaching in louisville doing his thing well isn't that where everybody goes to do their their uh you know get in trouble patino patrino dino so Dino's got to be done after this, right? I mean, he's done coaching, yeah, yeah. And, and he's he's again being charged like federally with extortion. Uh, his name does pop up from time to time on Hoist the Colors. As that far Joe as, should have hired him and not uh, yeah. Steve DeMeo. We could have this at ECU. I mean, it'd be entertaining. Which, by the way, I could have just dropped a little nugget there. Not sure how many of you know. I didn't know how to say his name, Steve DeMeo. I I think so. Like hold Deme- hold the mayo, don't don't hold me to that. Duke's Mayo Bowl coming up. I, oh, thanks. Duke's Mayo College Football Pigskin Pigout Classic. A single time that this is the Duke's Mayo, whatever the heck it is. I mean, okay. I'm just writing this a season opener in Charlotte. Uh, are you are gonna, you going to say on the pregame show that ECU is opening the Duke's Mayo Classic? I'm sure I'll say it a time or two. I like Duke's Mayo. Do you like mayonnaise? I don't like mayonnaise. Do you like? I don't like Duke's mayo. Do you like Miracle Whip? I mean, it's. What do you put on a ham sandwich? Ham. Really? Yeah. You're. you're but first, guy. I thought I don't really eat ham sandwiches, so you're asking the wrong person. What kind of sandwiches do you eat? Just a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> you don't put mayo on your PB and no PB. Jay. My PB. <laughs> you're a peanut butter guy, huh? So you don't like deli meats? I tried. So uh, I tried to eat. Um, tiger sauce today which is a combination of mayo and horseradish it was disgusting well yeah that sounds disgusting mayo's good no you don't need to add tiger blood to it what are you charlie sheen uh jalen intern jalen are you a mayonnaise guy (laughs) that's the first time he's talking today pb and j throw some jelly up there so what about so do you eat like do y'all eat ham turkey turkey go with turkey do you put mayo on it no mayo. Ah, uh, you're dry, a dry guy. A little bit of lettuce. All right, Shirley, you're not a mayo fan. No, I don't. I uh, got food poisoning from it in college, uh, and I haven't touched it since. I used to eat it, 
but I, I no longer eat it. Yeah, I understand that if you have a traumatic experience. With yeah, I wound up in the hospital with severe dehydration. Yeah, so. oh, Chandler's trying to yep. chime in. He's going to be a mayo guy. Definitely. When I make my sandwiches, I'm one of those guys that licks the mayo off the knife. I'm going to leave. That's my kind of guy. What? You don't like the image? You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're (laughs) not that guy. (laughs) You don't like the image of Chandler with his knife just licking away at it? I I can't say that's what I dream about. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what. You take that mayo. You what? You're going to lick this mayo <laughs> off this knife. You're going to pay me my money. It could be a total go rodeo. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, I believe you, man. That was a good segment. Steven, we uh, have a lot to talk about. We'll go through the depth chart. We'll get your take. When do you uh, give out your official prediction? Whenever you ask. Ooh. Now the ball Should is. Should I in. give it out right now? Well, I haven't asked you. Okay. The ball's in my court. I could, I could be a spoiler guy. Just. Just blurt it out. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, East Carolina. Also, we need to talk about your twenty-seven. Uh, your bold predictions, which is really just like I mean, ECU fantasy land. What? What do you? No, what I you like want me it. To do? I, I like it. You I want like, me to do bold predictions in a negative light. I want you to be. I don't know. You want me to be bold? It shouldn't be called bold predictions. It should be called like, hey. Everybody smile, rainbows, unicorns. ECU is gonna would go twelve and zero. I put they would get six wins. But do you believe those predictions? It's more. That's of, why they're called bold. <laughs> Otherwise, they just would have been ten predictions about the season. Yeah, but you have to believe the prediction. I put at the at the top, which I did not expect you to read, something about I like to have fun with these things. So okay, I don't I'm, necessarily believe. Do I believe they're going to the white bone? No. But my bold prediction is they're going to get six wins and be sent to the Hawaii Bowl and win it. Just because. Again, so it's not a bold prediction then. It's like a... It is a bold prediction because it's ten bold predictions. You're so mad. All right, let's take a Why are you so mad? Um, Because I don't have any bold predictions like you. I got... Look, it is a great... It's fan service. I think it's great. If you need to get hyped up about the season... Read Igo's 10 bold predictions. Which of those bold predictions is not possible? Uh, well, you just said one isn't. And you're the one that wrote the damn thing. I mean, thing. it's possible. I just, it's bold. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do you like A1? No. I like A1 bold and spicy. Now, that's something bold I can get behind. If steak is good, you don't need A1. I know, Dad. You're welcome. New dad, Stephen Igo, talking like a true dad in here. Let's take a time out. When we return, we'll have a bold prediction <laughs> from Clip Rock about the 2021 ECU football season. You heard it here first. On the other side, Clip gives his first and only bold prediction, and it has to come true, or else it's not a bold prediction. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority 
A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and the wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more, <coughs> excuse me, for more information, call Talbot Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip Rock. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We will make you a winner this hour. Open up the booty bag. Stephen Iko is alongside. A lot of references to hour one of today's show. Mike says, coming into the Pirate Radio studios is Igo's Super Bowl. Ben says, boring sandwiches, boxers over boxer briefs. Rough day for Igo. Hmm, interesting. I mean, you, we're not going to get into that <laughs> conversation. All right. Here, but. Okay. Uh, Tyler says, are the bold predictions in bold is the question. That is a fascinating question. I just clicked on hoist the colors. I'm looking at the bold predictions. And Igo does use bold in his predictions the font itself is bolded so factually correct your predictions are in bold they are 10 bold predictions i'm gonna make a uh can i type up an article tonight for oyster colors as a guest writer you know that you are always welcome to do that italicized predictions (laughs) and they will all be in italics we have a ghost at the front door <laughs> that yeah. was kind of spooky front door is uh is now closed again it was blown open by a leaf blower uh is this vip no the bold predictions uh uh-huh. for everybody uh this is for the uh the commoner uh <laughs> let's run through them real quick what you asked me no, how... y- you have to give your bold prediction at some point all right my bold prediction is ecu will not have a tight end catch more than 15 passes this year you disagree is that even bold though you totally disagree i mean i disagree because i think a tight end will have 30 catches all right i don't even believe that i know but (laughs) see what you're doing like i like to believe in the things i say so you can make a regular prediction all right fine (laughs) rajay harris will have 12 touchdowns this year rushing okay and receiving combined that's bold all right there's six last year so he's gonna double up um, uh, um, um, uh, an ECU tight end will have more than 15 catches this year. Your one of your bold predictions is uh, Shane, don't call me Sean Calhoun, <laughs> will be the third leading receiver for ECU this year. I think Vince McMahon's theme song said it best, Stephen. No chance. Who else is going to do it? Uh, a, a fella named Audio Matosho a fella named josiah hatfield <laughs> a gentleman named keaton mitchell ever heard I mean, of him it's a very real possibility that a bat could be up there keaton mitchell has more catches than shane calhoun in 2021 bold or not that's my prediction that's a that's a prediction <laughs> that's an italicized prediction <laughs> italicized prediction um you have cj johnson as a thousand yard receiver i mean that's incredibly realistic and bold after last year (laughs) (laughs) you have harris or mitchell hit 1000 yards strong disagree strong bold ecu hasn't had a 1000 yard rusher since 2013 and again i think these guys have a fantastic year i think i said the over under combined yardage with ronnie the other day at like 1400 i mean is that low to you 
That's very low to me. I mean, if they average a hundred yards a game, they're already at twelve hundred as a duo. So I think they're I think they get over that easily. ECU I think will average around one set one fifty no. Probably one sixty to one seventy a game this year, maybe even higher. Mm. But you gotta factor in Holton Aylers and other running backs too. If Holton actually runs, yeah. I th- I just think they're gonna try to get the ball to those guys a lot. I think that they're just gonna be I mean, you think about it, last year, Rajay didn't even become the guy till game three, and he finished with, what, 650 or something like that on the ground? And then he missed the season finale. So, I mean, I think, and more than likely, one of them is going to get banged up at some point. Hopefully not. But I think if that happens, you see one of the guys become the feature back and then get a chance to get there. Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, now you're really in the weeds with these predictions here i mean i'm thinking if they're both healthy they're just going to split time i mean Raji harris isn't even the top guy on the depth chart that's why i said Raji harris or keaton mitchell yeah real bold of you there by the way the or is bold <laughs> that, there's a lot of bold ors on that depth chart i love the safety position you've got a um a triple starter in saba or pal or dorso that pal starts I didn't know, Stephen, until one of your, uh, I think it was maybe your depth chart review. I had no idea that Rick DeBrew, who is a pretty rocked up guy, will not be able to play. You know, Rick DeBrew is a pretty rocked up guy. Not be able to play in the first half of this game, going all the way back to a targeting call in the SMU game. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, I think that I get what college football wants to do in terms of punishing the guys but for 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 you to hold a penalty over a kid year over year i mean it just seems absolutely ridiculous so i think i think it's just ludicrous but it is in the rule book and i have confirmed it with ecu that rick debrew will have to sit out the first half of the targeting call in the second half of the that season is finale. that's a chris bridges situation who's that he's it's ludicrous well that wasn't even <laughs> it's not even worth a rim shot <laughs> Everybody would just blank stares. This whole you're not sit- that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. That is a Christopher Bridges situation if I've ever heard one. Uh, Stephen, what I think they should outlaw that like last game of the season doesn't carry over, and the last game of the season you can just launch your head to anybody <laughs> and target the entire game. Let's I mean, make football fun. That's a fair counterpoint. That but- is a bold counterpoint. But you, sh- they should just have to go to like some just missiles, Chandler, flying around the field, head first, arms by your side, launching into guys, like fish jumping out of the water into a boat. How many targeting ejections will there be on Thursday? Mm, over under one and a half. I'm going, I'm going over. What'd you say? I'm going under. I'm going one. But I mean. First game, yeah, you could easily see multiple. Like your first, yeah, you get, they, you're so jacked up to hit somebody, you're just out there like a missile, arms by your side, launching your head. <laughs> you know, Demetrius Mooney was termed as a missile by Uh-oh. Mike Houston. Should he just be his role is to just launch the entire game? <laughs> his one goal is to get ejected for targeting, designated launcher, and it gets the team really fired up. When uh, hey, we're gonna kill these kids, we got to calm down. Let's not do that, guys. Uh, the, the, what I'm a totally p- joking, by the way. What if the pirates come out in their padded helmets that they wear in practice <laughs> and just start? What launching? if Demetrius Mooney is the only one wearing the padded helmet? <laughs> then we know what his purpose is. You get one designated launcher per team, and Mooney is our guy. <laughs> 
that's out there just going nuts, man, on the kickoff. Then he's got his teammates. They're holding him like a batting ram. Uh, what's it called? Battering ram? Yeah. And so there's like three on each side. Man, I, I love this idea. When set the tone. Look, when I played football, that's how it was played. Jacked up. I mean, just think how many times EC fans have replayed that Justin Hardy oh man blindside block in the unc game where he just leveled the guy and uh that would be a 15 yard penalty and maybe a targeting call this day and age in college football which is you know i get it the safety of the players but it's still just it sometimes is lame to watch back in my day we put highlights to pod's here comes the boom and just had guys just jacking each other. We used to say, Jack up! <laughs> a real segment that on Monday Night the Football. Best segment. I don't care what people. Just, just guys like, getting like concussed. Oh, it, was, it was incredible. Just like. And, I, you know, you can't do it now because you have to be player safety and politically correct. But when that was the thing for what, five years or so, man, it was the most hyped segment. And they did it right before Monday Night Football because they know everybody loved it. Yeah. Jacked up. Just guys getting. Now that they do, you got mossed. And one day that'll be that'll be taken off. Oh, here's the, the dad. I go is in full effect today. You're like old man. All I was being facetious, but all somewhat right. not. Uh, that's, that's rude. They I should had, not put that on TV. I had a buddy named Facetious. Facetious Jones. He was a good guy. I had a buddy named Prestigious. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. That is a heck of a. That is a great name. <laughs> Prestigious prestigious i was being facetious about my buddy facetious but prestigious i went to school with a girl named america (laughs) i swear to you i believe you so god bless america (laughs) yes yes indeed all right jaquan mcmillan will lead the american in interceptions i could see that and he's got seven in two years ecu will beat houston or memphis on the road steve when's the last time ecu beat a good team on the road uh that's a great question i'm gonna go with 2014 <laughs> he beat somebody on the road probably so 2015 they beat smu on the road but they, they stunk that was the james summers explosion yeah so you probably got to go back to 2014 i said yesterday but ecu is going to be a good team this year if ecu beats smu and app state back to back in the last year beginning of this year that would be their best back-to-back win since probably 2014 yeah carolina and tech virginia tech For sure um and they have that chance on thursday night uh if ecu beats app yeah there's an app for that will the pirates start five and oh no relax i mean i think lb made a good point the other day that i think apps the most complete team in september that ec will face what game is tougher uh south carolina at home with a water boy quarterback or ed marshall no nah, south carolina might have their quarterback yeah. back by next week but even if they do though he's just he barely he, he hasn't been able to practice he's a young quarterback he didn't play good last year so like, i just feel like that's a very winnable game for the same reason i feel like app is winnable due to the advantage ecu has at quarterback and again bryce is in a much better system now but Holden Aylers has not exactly been surrounded by a great supporting cast, and he's put up much better numbers than Chase Bryce did at Duke. I mean, that keeps me in the excuse for Duke or his numbers at Duke. Well, he didn't have anybody around him. He wasn't in a great system. Has Holden Aylers been in a great system, been in a great situation the past few years? Maybe last year was his first time really kind of being in a 
a decent system in terms of talent around him. I feel like he was a one-man crew as a freshman. So what argument are you trying to make here? That this guy for App State's good? No, I'm trying to say that I would take Holden Aylers over him. There's some there was some app fan on Oyster College that said he would take Chase Bryce over App or uh Holden Aylers. I don't know. I mean I don't know enough about Chase Bryce. Would you take Chase Bryce or Thomas Cirk? <laughs> Thomas Cirk. Wow. So you are down on Chase Bryce. I mean Thomas Cirk was good when he was healthy. Yeah. I don't know. I would take App system over Duke, so I was not prepared for all these uh, would-you-rathers today on the show. So the app the app situation, let's talk about the game, since there's a game in about 48 hours. App, they don't, they're not really complex, but what they do is extremely good and they execute it well. They basically run the stretch zone. They run what the Denver Broncos used to run primarily back when they churned out all those backs that just had 1,000-yard season after 1,000-yard season that weren't really that good but app has a similar system they run the stretch they run the inside zone and they kind of do it to both sides they run the play action bootleg so it's really hard to stop the stretch when it's executed properly and ec's got to find a way to stay gap disciplined because you know if you start over pursuing they're going to hit that cutback and that's when they burn teams with those big runs so It'll be interesting to see. ECU's had a lot of time to prepare for it, but how well have they been able to simulate it? How well are they going to be able to maintain gap discipline, maintain uh, just pursuit angles, and also tackle? you got to get them on the ground in one-on-one situations. So very interested in this matchup. I feel like ECU's defense at times plays so aggressive they can over-pursue and be hurt by that. I do like the fact they have speed on the field. So they're going to have to play aggressive but disciplined at the same time. Uh, what's the – I mean, the, the biggest scare is them running the football. I mean, if you are Blake Harrell, do you just stack it and say, let's make Chase Bryce actually beat us? We, we like our talented corners, right? I, mean, our, I think you have to. It's our so, secondary, let's stack this thing. It's the only way to approach the game because you know going in that app is going to try to establish a run. Now, you also know in the back of your mind they're probably going to take a shot early. But you know what? You have three good corners returning. You trust them, even though App has good receivers. And you take your shot with those matchups. If I'm ECU, do I feel more comfortable with Jaquan McMillan winning a one-on-one matchup or playing only six in the box? I mean, definitely Jaquan McMillan. So I take my chances with my corners. We might see some, like, Bud Foster, Virginia Tech-style defense. Yeah. Now, on the other side, do you see the same thing? Does App State make Holton Naylor, make C.J. Johnson win on the outside, make Tyler Sneed? You know, what does App State do defensively? I'm interested to see how they approach it. And specifically, C.J. was listed as the Z receiver on this week's step chart, which is interesting because that means he's going to be on the same side as Tyler Sneed a lot. In the past, you've had Sneed and Pro on the same side and then C.J. on the other side. And so you you could have a situation where they could commit, you know, that nickel or safety guy to Sneed and then on the other side kind of shade to CJ. Now with them on the same side, it's going to be hard to double both those guys. So I'm interested to see how they kind of play off each other. And also on the other side, if you get Omotosho or Hatfield or whoever to prove that they're a vertical threat, then you have to keep that safety back and you're not, you know, you're not able to, to bring him in the box as much. So... I think 
you're still going to see CJ move around, but him lining up as the flanker on the same side of Snead uh, will be interesting to kind of see how teams defend that. I go, uh, you know what we're doing here, right? The edge! You think you know me? Do you do the edge anymore? Nah. You're right. You're done with the edge. I huh? mean, we can do it on the, the pregame show. But I just yeah. I, I don't do it in written form because it takes forever. And well, and because it got so <laughs> redundant. Oh, it was just during the Mo era. The opponent had the edge. Every Jake week. Verity had the edge, and that was about it for ECU. It was just special teams. That was the only thing ECU had the edge in. So maybe when ECU gets back to winning games regularly in their actual even matchups, I'll do more of the edge. You know what I forgot, Stephen? And I'm so excited and can't believe I forgot about this. What? I don't have any picks for us. But wow. We're going to do that next segment. Wow. Because wow, there's plenty the of good flop? games to choose yeah. from. So we'll do that next segment. Let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back. We got picks with Igo. We'll make you a winner coming up in our next segment and a lot more to go in Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. And if you have a dream of a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call at 364-1201. Or you can stop by the Carolina Hardscapes Outdoor Showroom on Fire Tower Road across from Bostick Sug Furniture. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. It is time to get Stephen Igo's official prediction for App State East Carolina. So far this week, Ellerby has picked Appalachian State to win. Troy D picked the Pirates, as did Billy Weaver. And, uh, Stephen, are you ready to go ahead with your prediction now? We're going to make our picks. We're doing that against the spread. App State, a 10.5-point favorite against ECU. So I will go ahead and let you know that I will be taking the Pirates plus the 10.5. You also are i am yeah. but what is your final I, score for this game i just feel like every time we're confidently taking the buyers to cover a big eh. spread it doesn't end up well but I'm not super confident um i got app state winning this game well i have app as well winning oh you do oh okay i have app winning uh 31 27 all right i think i went a tad i'm going to go a tad higher i hadn't put it out yet but uh you got app winning by four that is correct 58 total which is what is it like 56 57. and a half man 57 so you got it right around there uh man i think it'll I, be a lower scoring game than some predict i don't want to sound like a defeatist i'm saying this as a football fan and as someone who has seen a lot of blowouts over the years i want a really good game you know what i'm saying or an ecu blowout would be great but i'm saying if they uh, even if they lose i want a game in the fourth quarter we got the ball with a chance to tie or take the lead, that's what that's what I want. That's what I'm asking for. I think Thursday we'll get night. that. Right. I just I worry about App's ability to just win and their belief of winning. Uh, I almost feel like VCU wins is going to be in a blowout, 
because I feel like they'll jump on them early and their quarterback will make mistakes and ECU will just really slow down the run. But it'll be interesting. You know, I think that the Pirates will compete. I think they're going to go in confident just being around practice and being around the program. I think they expect to win this game. And so now they've got to go out and prove it. All right, another uh, Thursday nighter, Stephen. UCF is a five-point home favorite against Boise State. Both of these teams welcoming in new coaches. Uh, Gus Malzahn on UCF side. I don't know who Boise's coach is, but their coach went to the SEC to Auburn, right? Yep. To Harson. Um, Central Florida is a five-point favorite against the Broncos. Who do you like? I don't really know anything about Boise State. I know a lot about UCF. I know they got a ton of transfers. If if Boise State still had the same coach coming back, I think I would lean there, but I'm not sure who they hired or if they promoted from within or what. Can we look that up? Sure. Since we're making these critical picks that mm-hmm. could decide the fate of our future. Mm-hmm. But I feel like UCF's just super talented and playing at home. It's hard to go against them. Andy Avalos, a former Bronco student athlete. Uh, I'm hoping as a football player. What if he played, like, volleyball? Uh, he was a defensive coordinator. Uh, so he's he's back. Let's see. He has been at Oregon most recently. Okay. I'm going to go with UCF at home. I just feel like they've got a pretty good home field advantage. Their speed's a lot, and so give me the Knights. I'm All right, great about it. This is a put my money where my mouth is pick. I think Gus Malzahn will win at UCF. I think he'll win uh, a championship or two. I think he's going to get it rolling. Uh, I'm and I have heard detractors, which have made. <laughs> I'm not saying I've heard the tractors in a southern accent. I've heard detractors. Detractors. <laughs> 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 And it makes me a little nervous about my personal belief and prediction, but I'm going to say Malzahn wins there, and I'm going to say it starts on Thursday night. Give me UCF minus five. On Friday, North Carolina going on the road to Blacksburg, Stephen. Inner Sandman. Now, this is a six-something kickoff. It says six, 6.08. It's probably like 6.30. Who knows? So the sun's still out. It doesn't have the same effect yeah. of Inner Sandman. And how excited are the Hokies faithful for Justin Fuente anyway? The Hokie faithful are excited about there being a game and crowd again. But I Maybe think so. the Fuente thing is is very close to running its course. I am not a North Carolina believer. At the same time... I'm not a Fuente believer. I feel like the, the Fuente tech, whatever they're deal is it is beyond repair at this point i don't want to make a pick i wish i wouldn't have wrote this game down (laughs) give me um give me i'm not a north carolina believer give me virginia tech i hate this game yeah i i think we were both big big proponents of when fuente went there that he would win big huge Wait, maybe I should backtrack on my Gus Malzahn <laughs> statement. No, I thought, like, Virginia I mean, Tech, special teams, Bud Foster defense, like defense mentality, bringing that offense, they're a championship contender. Wrong. I didn't know all his players were transferred. I mean, you would think if you could win at Memphis when that program is completely dead. But some things think, or sometimes things just don't translate. 
Uh, I'm not really a North Carolina believer in terms of I don't think they're a top 10 team. I think they're really good, and I think they got a great quarterback, and I think Virginia Tech is not the same Virginia Tech we know. So I'm going North Carolina to cover the five and a half. All right, Scott agrees with you. Uh, Let's go to Atlanta, where the roof will be open for Alabama and Miami. Alabama. I don't care what the spread is. Give me the Todd. I, too, am taking Alabama minus 19 and a half. All right, Saturday night, Duke's Mayo Classic, Stephen, between Clemson and Georgia. I wish they would put Dukes in one side of the uh, end zone and paint mayonnaise in the other <laughs> side, but they're not. Uh, Clemson, Georgia. Have you seen the line on this game? I have not. Let's let's play a little guess the line then. Uh, Clemson minus two and a half. Clemson minus three. It had been three and a half, so it's gone down to three. I really want to take Georgia here. But you know who else I like? DJ Unigalele. Is that a correct or correct? <laughs> Would you like to try again? <laughs> no, I don't want to try. Again. I like DJ. He looked great uh, when he played for Trevor Lawrence last year. And I'm gonna take uh, God. All off season, I've been taking. I'm gonna take George in this game. But was staring in the face right now. I'm taking Clemson. Who is George's quarterback? Do they have an experience? Uh, isn't it that JT Daniels uh, dude? Yeah. I feel like every big game, Georgia does not live up to the hype. But this time it's going to change. <laughs> and I just feel like the way Clemson played last year in the playoff, maybe they're starting to come down a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. So give me the dogs. What? Uh, dogs. All right, you got the dogs plus three. Who is your? I listen to a lot of a lot of stuff. I go. I, I feel like everybody is just trying to not say Clemson and Alabama when they make their championship predictions. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of Oklahoma that they got a defense now. I feel like that's been the story the past two years. I like Rattler though. Uh, I've heard Ohio State, which I can get on board with because they probably have the easiest path maybe to making it to the playoff and, and winning uh, i've heard some georgia very little a and m i mean really it kind of ends there that's the conversation there's no need to go any further it's like oklahoma georgia ohio state do you pick one of them over clemson or bama who would be your national champion pick this year alabama <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the I default just, i feel like it's so easy at this point like who's their quarterback uh, it doesn't matter They'll find somebody who can throw a swing pass to a five-star running back. I mean, I think, like you said, we don't want it to be Alabama because it just gets so old, but I just think they're so good. I would love for it to be Oklahoma. I feel I, like this is the year, if any, with a you know, you, you have a third-year quarterback, you have all those defense players back, if not now, for Lincoln Riley to win in terms of winning a championship. And, all right, you know what? I'm gonna. Can I change the pick real quick? <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing, and I love it. I just saw a tweet from Gus Malzahn. Decisions, decisions. He's got three visors showing. He's making his visor choice for Thursday night. I don't like this. I don't like a coach tweeting this crap. So, for, 48 hours before kickoff, Mike Houston tweeted out, "Which shirt should I wear? Would you not be a fan?" I would be changing it to App State. 
What visor is he wearing in his uh, profile pic? Looks like a white visor. It is. He's, like he's a, definitely going white. I mean, if you're going to put a white white one in your profile pic, you're definitely going white on game day. I'm going Boise State plus five. I don't like where Gus Malzahn's head, head at, and I think I've changed my entire opinion on him at UCF. Is Gus Malzahn going to be the biggest coaching bust of the 2021 preseason? No way. But I, I don't have a name for you. But uh, I don't know. I think it works out, don't you? I do. I yeah. mean, I just think he's got such a good system, and UCF's got such good talent. The only way it doesn't work out is if his culture just falls apart. Yeah. All right, I go. Uh, thanks for hanging out, man. What last minute info do we need? So we got one more uh, Pirate Radio Live Wednesday, three to six, and then it's on to the Bud Light pregame tailgate. How about hoist the colors? What final? We're in the fourth quarter, Stephen. So what are you going to do to win this pregame coverage? Well, you win the fourth quarter by preparing all week leading up to the game. We've prepared for several days, months, hours, years for this moment. And so we've uh, we've got our pregame podcast already out where we make our predictions. And uh, joined, was joined by Brett Hickman, head coach at West Brunswick. So we really, get, we really dive into the X's and O's, kind of talk about what ECU needs to do to win. And that's a good listen, so check that out leading up to game day after or before. I guess before you listen to the Bud Light pregame tailgate, yeah. since it takes you up to kickoff. Um, and so I'll check that out. We also got a ton of content on the site. We'll have a question and A with our App State site, kind of diving into some of the X's and O's on their side even more. And we got a lot of coverage as far as interviews leading up to the game as well, and some recruiting scoop. As ECU, Boy, that has taken a back burner, at least for me, but never for you, Stephen. ECU will be hosting a big official visit weekend for the South Carolina game, and they got a big running back coming in. We posted something on that today. So, as always, we got you covered on all fronts. Live recruits at games. There's something yeah. I haven't thought about yeah. in a long time. It's been a while. Been a while. Stephen, thanks for hanging out. When are you heading to Charlotte? Shartown, as they uh, call Thursday it. Thursday morning. Shartown. I don't think anybody calls it Shartown. Shartown. Uh, <laughs> Shartown. What's the real queen city, Charlotte or Cincinnati? That is a great question, and unfortunately, I don't have time to answer it because we have to open up the booty bag. I've been to both cities, and I'm going to say neither. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Shirley Rhodes, do the honors. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, now, Chandler, you take over the rest of the segment. Shirley, what will we giving away? A large two-topping pizza, courtesy of Domino's. And what color are we going to go with? I am going to go with color number 12. You're going to be the winner of a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. We'll have more for you when we return right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Mike Harris of Grifton. 
picked up a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Every day, all three-topping pizzas are only $7.99 each for carryout only. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Baron. All righty. Uh, I think I might save some Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell for uh, Bryce tomorrow. We still have part three of yeah, that's audio, what I audio. was getting to. Okay. We, we got to get, and the, that's more important. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Less than uh, well, you know, in forty-eight hours, we'll be in the middle of the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Just over forty-eight hours kicking off the season, but we got more important things to do here, which is part three of our real transcript between Dino Gaudio and Chris Mack. People might not know this clip, but this is real this is this uh, is not made up what i like to call real it is a real conversation chandler did the voice of dino gaudio i did the voice of chris mack you can look it up online uh the extortion case chris mack cheating he's been suspended six games to start the season uh basketball coach at louisville and here is part three of their wired conversation Wow. You, you let me know, too. In the next 24 hours, you call your boy down the street there, and you let me know. Here's the thing. Sit down. I mean, can you sit down? Like, I'm not trying to f*** up your family. I'm not trying to f*** your money up. Like, I don't care what he says in regard to that. I'll do that. I love you. I know you don't believe that. I've got to go in a different direction with a lot of the staff. With a lot of the staff. I think you're one of the hardest. I'm not going to just blow smoke up your ass. I've got to go in a different direction. This is my livelihood or my ability to keep going. I appreciate everything you've done for me. I also know how loyal you've been. That's why this is hard for me. But I'm not here to up your family or you up financially. I'm not trying to throw you off the street. I'll do whatever I have if I've got to take it out of my own money. Well, like I said, you let me know. I just have. I just have. All right. We're talking September of 22. That's what I want to be paid through. Then I can retire and get my social security. I have no idea what you're looking at. It just, it's a complete overreaction. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you're looking at in terms of recruiting or on encore coaching. Our defense is pretty good. I, I sort of oversee our defense. Our offensive rebounding is pretty good. I sort of oversee our offensive rebounding. Whatever you're looking for, man, just make sure you take care of me. And I want it in writing. What I'm looking for is just better chemistry, man. Better chemistry. I think you're a tremendous coach. I don't know if anybody works harder than you prepares, but like, I want a better chemistry on our staff. That's all I want. That's and that's fine. But putting it put it in writing. Tomorrow I'll be here at noon. Tell me how you're paying me. That's the that's going to happen, or else this is happening. I laid down the first time. I'm not laying down the next time. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. I know you are. I give you my word, which you may not think means anything, but that's going to happen. But, like, what assurances do I have? I give you my word. You write me the check, or you have them, and I and you say I will not take any action. You know what I mean. You know your dad is an attorney, and whatever the caveat is, I'm happy to sign it. I'm happy to sign it. If you feel like these things are illegal... Do you think I want to do something illegal? I'm not trying to do anything illegal, Dino. Yeah, but they're all illegal. The 30 for 30. Those are illegal? Yeah, the GA's practicing. Um, uh, all this illegal. All that illegal. It is. It's all illegal. 
it's all legal. And like I said, this stuff can stay right here. Put something in writing for me tomorrow, man. I will. Put something in writing. Wow. Dramatic stuff there. Chris Mack and Dino Gaudio. That was our dramatic reading of that transcript. I want to look up famous transcripts now and uh, do dramatic readings. I think me and you should do uh, books on tape moving forward. Sure. <laughs> a little side gig. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun stuff. So uh, that is a real story happening out there uh, right now. The Dino Gaudio, Chris Mack saga. As uh, Chris Mack decided to fire Dino, Dino knew of some a lot of illegal activities. What are 30 for 30s? What is he talking about there? I don't know. Is that I'm like, thinking of the ESPN 30 for 30s. Is there something else called 30s for 30s that we're not familiar with? Maybe some kind of policy yeah, I don't in know. the NCAA rule book. I don't know. I have no idea, but it seems like it's a big deal. <laughs> it seems like it's – I think it's illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> it's all illegal. It's all illegal. It's all illegal. Ah, uh, boy. That is uh, – that's fun stuff. All right, uh, Chandler, when do we get your official ECU App State prediction? We can do it tomorrow when Bryce is here oh yeah you think bryce has come up with a score yet he was ready to go last week and then, then he yeah, found out he had to he wait thought the game was uh last week i guess we'll get uh so, man they I, I guess they're traveling up today oh we got to uh get our fantasy picks ready too for ecu app state yeah but that will be on the bud that'll be at the end of the bud light pregame tailgate yes and actually it's, i was actually thinking about that earlier in the show about maybe who I will pick, but I uh, haven't made a final decision on that, but uh, you'll know uh, coming up Thursday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll take uh, the quarterback, Holden Aylers, off the board. As always. QB gets uh, the most points uh, normally, and we will uh, we'll pick from there. Maybe we'll do snake draft, and we'll all get two players. So, uh, okay. start to think about that. All right. Uh, we will be with you 3.30 coming up on Thursday for the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game, myself and Billy Weaver, who uh, got the Pirate Nation riled up in hour number one. Uh, he will be with us coming up in the uh, postgame. I wonder, the who's going to be the, I wonder who's going to be the Super Bowl halftime show coming up Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> for App State's apparent Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, who would be a good <laughs> Duke's Mayo? Parmalee yeah somebody with carolina ties yeah. i guess north carolina luke ties. combs luke combs went to app state so. mm. interesting I, I did not know that i was not aware of that all right let's get our uh, our final break in we'll come back and uh we'll have more for you hour three of pirate radio live also a big edition of the pirate radio podcast on the way right shirley we got a new one coming up Yes, with ECU Chancellor Philip Rogers. The Chancellor uh, will Doctor be in the house. Philip Rogers. Excuse me, Doctor Philip Rogers. Doctor Chancellor, Mister Philip Rogers, will be on with just plain Troy D. Does he have any qualifiers before his name? No. Okay, just the the D, not M D D. Troy D. D. Uh, that is on the way at six o'clock. If you're listening to our live edition uh, here on. Uh, Tuesday afternoon. If you're listening to our Encore, we only got one more three-hour edition of Pirate Radio Live coming up later on this afternoon, and then it'll be on to game day, folks. It is here. Get excited. We'll be back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market. It was a rough one today. The Dow was down 39 points at 35,360. NASDAQ was down 22 points at 15,582 and the S&P dropped 6 and closed at 4,522. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL Here's Cliff Brock. All righty. Uh, getting ready to wrap up a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. One more Pirate Radio Live. One more. From making it to game day Thursday. Man, we are uh, ready to go here at Pirate Radio. Our Bud Light pregame tailgate locked and loaded for Thursday at 3.30. Four hours of coverage taking you up to the 7.30 kickoff. We're uh, with you after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. A couple of news and notes. It is cut day in the NFL saw that former jh rose star cornell powell has been cut by the kansas city chiefs so hopefully he can jump on maybe they'll i think if you get cut you you go through waivers right and a team can pick you up or and if you don't you can make it to the practice squad maybe they're not sure how that works they'll keep him around or he'll land on his feet with another uh another team uh nba note from today uh ben simmons has reportedly, this according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, has told the 76ers he no longer wants to be in Philadelphia and does not intend on reporting to training camp. So there are 76ers fans out there that say, all right, great, let's move them. So we could see a big Ben Simmons trade uh, here soon, Chandler. Keep mm-hmm. your eyes out for that. I don't like Ben Simmons. Ever since I had his points over 11 and a half <laughs> and he just kept passing the ball shoot the ball ben when you got it under the rim in a playoff game in the fourth quarter shoot the ball and that wasn't even the game but i know this i'm just is a different game and when i saw that i was like this guy dude and a baseball note javi baez francisco lindor have apologized for their booing I'm sorry. the fans i'm sorry and how about Javi Baez today comes up uh, in the, I think, the ninth inning or the bottom of the eighth, maybe. They scored four runs in the ninth. Wow, Shirley. Just steal the whole Gee. damn Oh, fire. I'm sorry. I didn't know that's where you were going. You want to close this out, too? I apologize. <laughs> so should people, should the, the, the people that do the horns down thing apologize? Is that disrespectful? Yeah, too? because they're going to get a flag. They're going to be penalized. Uh, so Baez comes up to bat and gets booed by a sparse Mets crowd, and then uh, I think scored the game-winning run, if I'm not mistaken. Charlie, you could say it. You don't have to nod. He did. <laughs> uh, I saw that while I was uh, talking to Igo earlier. So Javi, ba- and that's how these things work. Like it's not, it's really not a big deal either way. Like you boo the team, they boo you back, and then how do, how does it all end? With everybody celebrating and happy. Just, Where to go, Javi? <laughs> you're my favorite. Can you have a? Can I have an autograph? Oh 
you know, fans can be fair weather. They can hate you one second, love you the next. So. Yeah. And... All right, right, Wes Hines. Sorry, I had the wrong pot up. (laughs) That was a Wes Hines special. Oh, damn it. I hate it when I do that. So that day, uh, one of the days, Shirley was gone a while back. I said, Wes, great job today. You did a fantastic job. (laughs) Then he blows my eardrums out. Technology. Uh, 5G. 5G. Uh, All right. It's one of the things I is is one of the very few things I agree with Wes on. It's five G does suck right hmm. now. Anyway, but to, that was not the problem that we had that day with the phone. I'm sure it was not that. <laughs> I'll have to uh, do some research on that. We will see you folks. You folks being Shirley and Chandler, three o'clock on Wednesday, and uh, hope you tune in because we will get you ready for. Kickoff Pirates and Mountaineers for Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. I am Cliff Brock. We'll see you Wednesday at 3. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.